Sometimes I wanna kick it Sometimes I need a laugh They say this life wouldn't be easy But they don't know the half We all have our opinions And we don't hate it all And when you wanna talk about it You know who to call I'm here to tell you that the black is hot The black is hot That the black is hot The black is hot That the black is hot The black is hot That the black is hot The black is hot Real good time to Ocean Kelly and Blue on the theme song, the chat, no, the blocks, the vocals. Yeah, you don't hear the the harmonies. You don't hear the vocals. Okay, Blue and Ocean Kelly with the latest bop. Um, what's up, y'all? We are the Chop Block, as you know. We are a very queer Black and Latine podcast i'm your girl Ange B. I go by she her pronouns and i am one of your lovely co-hosts hi my name is blue or you can call me bluette but preferably call me blue she her pronouns i am one of your hosts of the chop block my name is bray all pronouns are welcome and i'm another one of your hosts hi everyone <laughs> Oh, oh my, my girl, gosh. you're muted, girl. We can't hear you, girl. Let her out. <laughs> Maya, you is muted. Maya, are you there? Maya. If you're not watching, she is on camera. <laughs> Jacked. Cracking up. Hello. Hey, girl. Yeah, she oh, my is. God. It's is on. It, is this recording? Are you live? Hey, everybody. I'm Maya. Um, pronouns she, her. And I'm also one of your hosts here at the Chop Block. And as y'all know, this is your one-stop shop for all things media, talking about drag race, talking about what we're watching, talking about the discourse on the Twitter streets. But before we get into any of that, we always try to start our episodes with a shout it out where we highlight shout out the amazing Black excellence all around us, and this week is no different. My shout-out goes to Bo Mo Beauty. If you are not aware, um, Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange, some of my favorite queens, have come out with a makeup line, and so they're getting in their makeup bag. They just dropped the palette, literally ordered it two days, and it arrived today. I got it for Alexis. I'm not the makeup girly in the relationship. Mm. Alexis is. Um, and so shout-out to Bob and Monet, diversifying their streams of income and go and support um, because it's wonderful black people doing wonderful things. And so shout out to them. Bray, who's your shout it out? Ooh, um, Blue, Blue, who's your shout it out? <laughs> it's cool. Um, <laughs> my shout out is going to go to the one, the only Lizzo. One time for the big girls. One time for the big girls. Lizzo was out here snatching trophies, and most notably at the Grammys. And most notably, she snatched her trophy for Record of the Year, which has not been won by a black woman since Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You." If I'm not mistaken, it was. Yep. 
God. And she debuted her man. And she, ooh, she debuted that fine-ass man. Ooh, she debuted him. She put him out, he, she stepped out on the red carpet with him. She said, my man, my man, my man. She shouted, my man. I know, that's right. Uh, she is really out here winning. And also shout out to Samira Joy, I believe is her name. The lovely, beautiful jazz singer that won Best New Artist at the Grammys. The Black girls were getting their things deservedly. So shout out to them. I want to shout out. I want to shout out um, one. As you know, I mean, if you can't see me, I have an Ivy Park shirt on. Mm. I want to shout out one incomparable, the talented, the Houstonian from the Third Ward, mm-hmm. Beyonce Giselle Knowles. That's mother. That's mother. Carter. Not just, you know, for. Having us lose our minds because we were scared we weren't going to get tickets. But for being the number one, not just male, not just female, record holder for most Grammys awarded for any artist in history. I think she's sitting at 32, 33. I think it's 32. And it no should be about 36, 37. Um, she's been nominated 88 times for Grammys. Mm. Um, mm. In my opinion, she should have at least 60. But, you know, they don't like to give us anything in the bigger categories. They said, hey, you won for the black category. Good job for you. But mother was mothering. I felt her heart. I felt her spirit. She took them pictures before she got there because she knew they was going to play her. She left the better outfit at home, which is okay because she still looked good. You know, I don't like her stylist too much, but she still served. And that's okay. What's what's up, Ange? I don't want to be controversial, but I don't know that it's just the stylist. Like, Beyonce is, she gives Dallas drag down. And Dallas drag has a little bit of... (laughs) Are you saying, are you talking about the Davenports and O'Hara O'Hara's? Are you saying that Beyonce is a part of the Davenport dynasty? Uh Uh-huh. From the house of Darion till today. Um, Been a little because um, listen, the stylist Beyonce, 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 um, I think you can dress. So uh, I I didn't say she couldn't. for everyone you know what i'm saying like it's not for everyone and that's okay because like the stylists bring the clothes but who 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 do you think has final say we can get into that Mm. later but and it's not i'm not trying to be shady by no way because she's still a hurt that's mother than what i would wear that's mother but it's also like i don't know i just started watching season eight of drag uh drag race and it gives a little chichi debate Mm, that, R.I.P. That, Queen. That, uh, R.I.P. Yes, that like that southern drag. How Gigi said, like it just kind of reminded me of Beyonce. But what you got, Maya? Um, I want to shout out um Miss Viola Egot Davis. Okay, that's my shout out. Shout it out. Um, I heard the girl talking about she's gonna be the new Meryl Street. No, she's just. Viola Egot Davis, like it's not. Is Meryl Streep and Egot? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about her and what's in her awards. Oh, y'all mean the white Viola Davis? The white Viola. The white Viola. Okay, yes. yes, I I don't remember her name like that. So, like, yeah, like we we here. 
we ain't worried about the other the others okay period y'all better pay my sister her coins her egot her her very her very capital e-g-o-t coins i just looked it up meryl streep is not an egot an egot she's not well and you know who is auntie viola okay with the snot crying, nobody cries like Viola. Here nobody cries like Viola. We have been here since the Fantasia Barino lifetime movie biopic where Fantasia couldn't act, but Viola could. I'm that sorry. scene when Fantasia says she was pregnant and Viola <laughs> fell against the door and was like, no, like acting. I didn't even know she couldn't sing. I didn't know that that was her mama singing as Viola. She ate that yeah, roll down. I'm at, did you say biopic? Is that not what it is? Like rhymes with myopic, like biopic. Is it biopic or biopic? I thought it was I biopic. Thought it was biopic. Tomato, Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. But I was like, bi- bi- I like biopic. Biopic. Bio I like biopic mean- because then then biopic is uh, what we call Canadians. Oh, hold, no, up. Hold, hold up, hold up. Let's see. I, 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 give me a second. I got it on Google. Let's see what let's see what Siri says. Hold up, hold up. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. You got it okay, on Google, it. but Siri's gonna be talking. Cortana, whoever it is. <laughs> so that's the American pronunciation. Okay. Like <laughs> Well, I like biopic. 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 <laughs> I like biopic. Um, if this is your first time or you're newly joining us, um, I often am confused by the way Bray pronounces things. And and I'm often what? wrong. It's like 50-50. Sometimes they're totally right <laughs> and sometimes they're totally wrong. And this is just another uh, segment of who is pronouncing it correctly, Bray or Ange. Uh, perfect segue, friends. Let's go quickly around the block. Let's <laughs> check in. Blue, we missed you last week. You are back with us, looking radiant as ever. I'll, I'll throw it to you, Blue. You. How are you doing? Let's go around the block. Um, I'm doing uh, well. I am 30. Um, and I have a tan because <laughs> I was out of the country. 30, 30 and thriving. Yay. I know. Island girl. Island girl. I was out here, girl. I was out here like living my best life. You know, I, I was so grateful to be outside of this country to bring in this new mm-hmm. decade. Getting a break from the U.S. was top tier so i'm doing Wait. well mm-hmm. i don't yes. know where you were but were you in a u.s territory no i was in no no i was in columbia <laughs> no. okay columbia that's that's south is that central or south america that is south america yeah. Okay. Speaking a lot. Encanto. Yeah, yeah. That is exactly where Encanto is like set. Yeah. Um, were you practicing you that Spanish? Spanish? Yes. She's, <laughs> she is Afro Latina. I know she's Afro Latina, <laughs> but like, I know a lot of Haitians that speak French. 
Oh no. Fuck French. Um I speak <laughs> uh, I mean I speak Creole um pretty fluently and then I speak I speak Spanish enough to survive in a Spanish speaking country. Um and I speak English. So I was out there. I didn't realize that I was the only one in my group who spoke Spanish. So I was very much Duolingo mm-hmm. translated for everybody, but it was dos más, dos más cervezas, dos más, dos más. Quiero dos arepas. Gracias, señor. That was me all weekend. Quiero bailar. Quiero bailar y beber. Be- y beber. Tequila. Tequila. This sounds like my Spanish two class where they would just have the audio talking to us instead of like audio. having us engage in conversation. It would be a whole test of just one Spanish sentence at a time. Like, ma'am, you can't engage with your class. Why don't y'all know how to speak Spanish? I'm like, maybe because y'all are only teaching us, I don't know, conjugation and not actually like having us engage with each other and speaking. Okay, so I can say, I can say like, what is it? Mujer. And I can say, (laughs) I can say, like, trabajador and (laughs) things like that. That yeah. sounds very Texan. That sounds very, very <laughs> Texas. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Not a woman worker. Words. I'm assuming. A woman worker. What is it? <laughs> what was the? It was tres, tres triste tigres something. Tres, tres tristes tigres. Three sad tigers. It's like a a tongue a tongue twister. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah. Good old Texas education, woman worker. Wait, no, there was another thing they taught us. It was, was it, was it, and I think it was misogynistic as well. I think it was regresa a la cocina. And it was like. <laughs> so wait, they straight up taught you mujeres, regresa a la cocina trabajadora. Like woman, go back to the kitchen. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> you sound Dominican. <laughs> they taught y'all that in school. <laughs> no child left behind, child. Mm-mm, that ain't right. <laughs> and then also like regresa a la cocina. Like go back to the kitchen. <laughs> That's wild. Let's move on. Because that's that's a wild ass. Whoa. Yeah, Don't let's move on. My trip was great. Shout out to the black people in Colombia. Y'all lit. Y'all everything. How are you doing, Bray? Um, we got Beyonce tickets, so I'm feeling blessed. And highly favored because for a moment there, I didn't think we was going, you know, and I just feel like 2023 is looking up, you know, it's looking up. Um, There's nowhere to go from here, but up. So I need to get other things in order. As I said, we're fighting against um, executive dysfunction. If you don't know, um, so Ange revealed part of my location, which is Texas. We dealt with an ice storm. Mm. Again. 
I only lost power once, and it was when I went to work. Can you explain that to me? Because I don't quite understand how that would work in Texas. So it snowed, and then it was ice, or it was just like it rained, and then it got really cold. So it was so it was freezing rain, but it was like twenty something degrees. So then when the rain hit the ground and it's freezing rain, it became ice. So like I drove to work the first day and it was okay. Like I was like, okay, I can deal with this. It was literally the last five minutes of my com- com- of my commute when my car started drifting. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I didn't even realize that it was like freezing rain. I just thought it because like it would hit my windshield. And I was like, why is this not coming off? What's going on? And I was just like, maybe it's like dust or dirt or something. And then because it it happened mid because my drive, my commute is 30 minutes. So it's like beginning of my drive, nothing. Middle of my drive, what's going on? End of my drive, I was like, wait, why is my car kind of wobbling? And there were multiple wrecks. Driving home the first day was the scariest shit I've ever done in my life. Because in Texas, for some reason, the people over our roads are stupid. So you're supposed to treat the road before it ices. They do it after. So there will be sand and salt over ice which doesn't do anything. So we're driving home and like, in order to get to my job, no matter what route I take, I have to take an overpass every single route. And so like, I literally, I had to go over this one overpass. And when I tell you, we were all going like 15 miles an hour and everyone was drifting. It was so scary. And I'm literally like praying because there's like an 18 wheeler and another truck next to me. And I'm like, I cannot get in an accident. I cannot total this car. (laughs) Like, No, but it took me an hour and a half to get home. And then my job stayed open. I didn't go to work. Because I was like, I'm not driving in this. Well, I did drive in it. I drove in it on Thursday, but there was nobody on the road and it was raining. So it was more slush than ice. So it wasn't as bad. But people were still wrecking because in Texas, people think you can go 70 on ice for some reason. (laughs) Like, I'm not joking. Like, there were like four to five wrecks to and back like i was like okay y'all like it's not that serious like we can go 40 30 40 instead of 70 like let's all get to our jobs unharmed but like let's just live yeah in texas that's too much (laughs) one of my friends she's um she's uh she's Igbo and she's yoruba but she claims her Evo side. And her mom always says about Texas drivers, she's like, these people must know about another life that we don't. <laughs> because of how they drive. <laughs> Accurate. Drivers in Texas are pretty crazy. Um, okay. I'm glad you survived that, though. The infrastructure in Texas is not yeah. set up for um, freezing in that way. Um, and then your, your uh, power went out, which is another thing that the Texas infrastructure is failing at. It brings me back. It brings me back to when we all first met. Because that's when the ice storm happened. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It happened like a month after I met y'all. I lost power for like a week. And I remember the Alaskans were having to give me advice because I was like, y'all, 
I'm covered in blankets and I'm still freezing. And they were like, wear a beanie, wrap yourself up in this type of blanket. Make sure that you are wearing a sweater. Even when you sleep, wear socks, even though that's, even though you may think it's, I was like, this is, I was like, y'all, I wake up and I'm freezing, but no, it's just, it's nostalgic. Cause that's, that was literally a month after we all met. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I remember I remember that well, checking in and making sure you were still alive. <laughs> yeah. Bro, enough about me. What has Maya been up to? Um, I've been good. Just still like going through like a transitional phase right now. So like my anxiety really high. Mm. But I'm just trying to like do little stuff to make sure that I'm okay. So while I'm transitioning, I won't get overwhelmed. Because when I get overwhelmed, I just shut down. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like be more adults and move through things and also process at the same time because there's no point in moving through stuff if I'm just traumatizing myself mm. while also moving forward. So I'm trying to like find a balance between checking my anxiety and, you know, trying new things because change is good. So. Oh, yes. Period. Period. That was period, so healthy. Period. Wow. The health block. The health block. Do you block. have any, like, do you have any, Maya, like, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but do you have any, like, exercises that you do to deal with your anxiety? Like, if you, do, like, I don't know if you get panic attacks coming on, but, like, do you have yeah. anything, like, if you feel it, do you have anything that you do to, like, bring yourself down? Um, my, I get all my anxiety techniques from when I was in therapy when I was like around eight, nine, cause you know, mm. sorry, trigger warning. my father passed when I was eight. So I was going through like a lot then. That's where my, really my anxiety like stems from. So my therapist, instead of trying to like put me on like medications, you know, she just, it was more like a like through school thing. And then we would, you know, we would always just like talk and she was like, you know, when you feel overwhelmed, just breathe and stand against the wall and do that little squatting thing. I'm like, I don't want to exercise, but that's cool. And it helps you like, cause like, it helps you just focus on like one thing. Yeah. So yeah. And, and I also, you know, medicate, and I drink, you know, tea. I always had like a little different, like stress-free tea, and like sitting mm-hmm. in, like doing like little things like that, little like little tasks, help me focus and calm down. So, I love that. That's so great. Come mm-hmm. on, medication and tea. Come on, man. That tea thing is real. One of the exercises that I learned and uh, during the pandemic, during 2020, when we were all locked down, my anxiety was like at an all-time high. I couldn't sleep. And one of the things that I learned is um, just counting backwards from 10, like 10, 9, 8. And then if you're really um, like going through it or you're having a hard time even with that, you count your breaths in sets of 10 from 10 back, right? So one, you know, like 10, nine, eight. Um, and I found that that really helps me sleep um, because it gives me something to do and um, helps me not just like go with my thoughts. Um, and someone explained it like our thoughts are when your thoughts are like running you can almost, um, you get caught up in them, right? It's, and you can think mm-hmm. of it as like a highway of thoughts and you see like, oh, there's a car and you chase it. And that's just maybe a thought. Um, and the practice of realizing that you're thinking and going, oh, I'm thinking I'm going to just breathe helps you like be from jumping from car to car to on the side of the road, watching the cars go by. And that visual was so helpful for me. And so sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I'm thinking. And then I'll start counting backwards from 10 to one. And then again, and it really is like, 
helps kind of like calm me. And so um, all those tactics are so helpful. And um, tea, I like a ritual too. And so medication and tea is great. Um, shout out to, to you, Maya, an eight-year-old Maya for coming through for uh, 20-something-year-old Maya. Um, um, I, I, isn't, that, isn't that great? Um, <laughs> I'll close out around the block. I'm doing great. Um, like Bray said, the squad has secured tickets. Um, the battle is not over. The war continues. We are we are continuing down the path of, of victory, but at least we all have a seat somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about that. I'm thankful for that. Um, and I'm going to LA this weekend. And so um Ooh. Ocean's got a gig out there. Alexis is our, and I are gonna fly out, meet um Ocean out there. Ocean and Alexis are gonna meet for the first time. And so all good things, all good things. Um, oh, and we have officially filed for our LLC. And so we are now oh, officially yay. part of LLC Twitter. If you need to know how to double your income in a month, hit us up. Listen, I got three Goodbye. easy steps. Goodbye. <laughs> Number Come one, on, PPP long. Okay. Workshops. But it's an exciting thing, not only for Alexis and I, but for our business ventures. Um, and even hopefully the chop block, just kind of get um the means of you know getting some money coming in or um some sponsorships or something and being able to funnel that through an llc and figure out that path um if that comes our way but um for our other business which is managing ocean and peaches and q um setting up that llc was um, a big goal of ours for the beginning of this year so we got that done and we're very excited and very proud because uh that's like crazy it's like we're legit we're a legit little business and I just can't wait to see all the things and all the places Q, Peaches, and Ocean make it to because they are three of the most incredible, talented individuals that I've ever come across in my life. And being uh, able to say that I'm in their corner, I'm on their team, and I'm helping them grow is really dope. And it's a big honor. And so um, very excited for this weekend, for our LLC, and for everything to come for Same Page Co. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Proud of y'all. Thank you. Thank you. We're just trying to be the business baddies that we know we are. You LLC. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that means. That means you got a bunch yeah. of businesses coming out of you. I don't know. <laughs> coming out of you. Oh my God. <laughs> I was going to say coming out of gonna... me, but it's not my LLC. I was going to do um, our blue <laughs> transition, but since blue's here, I don't Yeah, think, I'm here. Uh, so you can hang that up. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Um, I did listen to last week's episode. Um, but let's get into the mess, right? So I was out here on oh, the no. Twitter streets perusing as I do. And I saw a conversation that I thought would be very interesting to bring to the block. The chop block, if you will. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> um, so um, a Twitter user, well, we won't name her, but if you you come across this tweet, you may have come across this tweet. Um, it says the following. It says, <clears throat> I'll read the first few of the thread because it was like a whole thread. Mm. It says, I'm bisexual, but heteroromantic, meaning I am sexually attracted to both men and women, but I'm only interested in being in a relationship with a man. 
Like, girl, we could bump coochies, but I'm not cuddling and watching movies with you. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Pussy is amazing. Titties are amazing. But romantically speaking, women do nothing for me, and that's okay. Just let me eat your pussy and go home to my boyfriend. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. Maybe I've been drinking and I'm telling y'all too much of my business. I don't know. LOL. Everyone's open to sexual liberation and being open and honest about your sexuality until, all caps, your sexuality isn't in alignment with what's deemed as acceptable to them. Heads up. What works for you works for you all caps as long as you as long as you honest about what type of time you on don't let nobody shame you you know how many bisexual men like dick but only interested in being in relationships with women y'all acting like i made this up your sexual and relationship interests (laughs) can be different i don't care what y'all chatting about but we'll end it there it was the Can narration. Can I read the tweet to add to it before we go on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw a tweet that was tagged right up under that thread, and it was like, wanting to fuck women but not being able to see them as potential partners is misogyny, compulsory um, heterosexuality. I don't care how you look at it. Well, let's just start there, Maya. Let's get into the. Let's get into it. I thought, you know, I just thought that thread was very interesting. I read a lot of the comments underneath and them being like, yes, I, I went with that one girl when I was in college, that one drunken night. And I just feel like it's, it's like it, you're trying to fit into that heteronormative standard of like, I need to like grow up and be with the man, get married to a man, have a baby with the man. When it's like, if you can admit open that you like different things why not be able to expand your mind to to try different things like have you ever attempted to have relationship with the woman to know something that you would like or don't like like or you just assuming like i don't know i just the thread was interesting i know a lot of people like that and i just hate to see somebody bears yourself on twitter so easily without even like giving it a second thought what do you have bray so I wanted to ask y'all what y'all sexualities were for if y'all want to share, just because I know that we may have differing opinions and I want to see if our sexualities have anything to do with that. So like, for example, I'm pansexual. If anybody wants to know what that means, I'm not going to explain it to you. Bisexual, pansexual, there's a war between us. They're kind of the same. They're kind of not. Leave it like that. But what about y'all? What are y'all sexualities? Yeah. I'm bisexual. Same. So I'm... So I identify as bisexual, but I am in a lesbian relationship. Um, And I would probably say that I am... I guess what's it like? I'm by, I'm I'm attracted to men, but like I have romantic feelings towards women. Like I don't want to be in a relationship with a man, and so I'm like the opposite of shorty. I guess girl, yeah. like, I'm, I'm opposite, but I prefer the identity marker of queer. Mm. I feel like that both Same. represents like how I navigate the world and my relationships. Like I don't know. Obviously, I'm in a beautiful, committed relationship with a woman, and so it's a lesbian relationship. Um, but I feel like my attractions are either bi or pan um, mm-hmm. in that all and no gender. And so that's why I kind of like queer. But if it's if we're using the terms of the LGBTQIA2S, it would be like bisexual with homo romanticism. <laughs> homo romanticism. Mm. 
tendencies. About you, Blue? We are. Oh, I thought I said it. No, I thought I said it. I didn't hear. It's the Q. It's the Q. It's the Q. It's the queer. Okay. Not the Q. Goodbye. I don't know what that means. No car barking. No, no ma'am. No ma'am. Is it an Atlanta thing? It's a black no. thing. It's a it's black. A it's a black thing. Yeah. Bray, you wouldn't get it. You know. Say it again. Yeah. Maybe I will. What was it? <laughs> she said. Say it again. Go ahead, Maya. She on mute. You no, on mute, girl. You uh-uh. You so, on mute. Computer, hello. Okay, yeah. I just said don't start barking because you know, like yeah, I get, get it. it. Are you talking about the cues? Yeah, the frat, the fraternities. Yes, yes, that was the joke. Okay, yeah. I, I I thought you I, I didn't hear it at first, so when I heard <laughs> cues, I thought you meant like don't start the cues as in like people filling up something like don't get into Ooh. the queue and I'm like what does this mean I'm confused but now I understand don't start <laughs> barking because I didn't hear that part of it so yes okay. I know about the cues and the sigmas and the alphas etc etc right so okay. join. No, one's coming for you. no one's taking your black card okay like it's way black um, okay, but going back to the tweet, sorry, my camera is, if you're, if you're watching and you see my hand, for some reason I'm going out of, out of focus and so I'm, anyways, so the first thing I want to say is when I read her tweet, there is a difference between attraction and romantic desire, right? Like, I don't know all the words. And so from a foundational principle, like I, there is validity in what she's saying and there's validity if that is her experience and that's her truth and that that is how she navigates the world in terms of her attraction. What really stood out to me, and this isn't necessarily like in terms of projecting or putting anything more than what was said, it was based on her language where she was like, I'll eat your pussy, but I won't cuddle with you bitches basically, right? <laughs> like, and and so part of me, and this is like how I feel about a lot of the discourse on Twitter is it, it really reminds me a lot of the preference discourse. What is a preference? And is it bad to say you won't date X? And does that make you, you know, Y and Z? And for me, it is people's, it's like they get so close, but then they don't go a step further in like unpacking it. It's like, yes, girl, you have everything together. It is possible to be attracted sexually to women, but to have a desire for a romantic relationship with men. Okay, go one step further and unpack that. Like, are you willing to unpack where that might come from? Or is that where you end? Kind of like what Maya is saying, right? Like how open are you? To, like none of that happens in a vacuum right none of yeah. this like I, I i want sexual i want to eat pussy but i but i want to be viewed or be with a man that doesn't happen in a vacuum that is happening within a greater context of our society and so it's 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 the same reason why like i don't just accept everyone's kink like off off rip like okay you like some kinky stuff but expl explain have you thought about it further what, what do you, you mean know, by that what do you mean like just just take it one step further and that's where i think shorty really lost me because there is this might be controversial oh 
there is biphobia. <laughs> there is an issue with how people view bisexual people. And I think it has a lot to do with, it's not dissimilar how, how people view trans people where like people feel like trans individuals or bi individuals owe them a certain performance, right? Like if you're trans, then you need to look trans, right? Like if, or whatever that means, right? Like an owed performance. And I think for bisexuality, there's also those kind of expectations, which are unfair, but that's not to say there isn't room for valid critique. When you say stuff like, I want to, I want to be with you sexually, but I reserve everything romantically for a man and to like stand on that 10 toes and not even make mention or make room for like, because because what she said in her thread, I think I read it further. And she was like, as long as I'm being open with with the women I engage with and they know where I'm coming from and I know where they're coming from and go, great. OK, for you, I hope you do move with that level of honesty. But there's a lot of people who do not. There's a lot of people who do not. And the world in general tends to sexualize women. And so when you kind of fall down that pattern of thinking is going to give me pause. And so I'm not I'm not trying to say that she's wrong in where she's coming from. I'm not even trying to really police how she said it or how she phrased it. But when I read it, to me, it it really kind of some red flags in terms of if that was my friend, if it was someone I knew offline or if it was someone I really knew, I'd be like, so like, like Blue, <laughs> if you said that or if Maya said that, I would be like, okay, I know where Maya and Blue are coming from, right? Like, because I would trust and believe that y'all are not just having these conversations in a vacuum, but I know her. And so I have no reason to assume that she's not problematic. And I don't know if that means more of me that I'm a cynic, but it's like, when I read shit like that on Twitter, I'm like, have you done the reading? Or like, did you stop just before you got to the library? Like, where where are we in in that? And that and that's really what stands out to me. Brad, I see your hands raised. I'm happy to, I'm happy to hand the mic to you. What do you think? I assume we're I assume we're similarly like. Am I wrong? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Cause I have like questions because like I don't know, like I have friends who are gay or bi, and they will straight up be like, I don't cuddle with people when I have sex with them and I don't kiss people when I have sex with them and I don't like people like caressing me when I have sex okay. with them. I mean, like, I mean, I'm being dead ass. I'm like, not, I'm, I'm being. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to just okay. put my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, it's like, I know people who will literally be like, don't touch me. Like, just fuck me and that's it. Like, I'm not trying to do anything else, you know? And, like, I've said to them, I'm like, that's, I'm like, you don't think that sex is, I'm like, you think sex isn't intimate, but you think kissing is? Because, like, on the other side of the spectrum, like, me, I, I used to, when I used to use grinder in college, I never used it for sex. I would literally use it to steal endorphins from people. So, like, I would go over to people's places and I would tell them, like, I only want to cuddle and I only want to make out. Don't ask for anything else. I will leave. And like, that was literally what I used it for. Like dozens upon dozens of people I would just meet up with and cuddle and kiss and then be like, okay, I'm going home. Don't, don't text me again. And like, that's what I would do. Like it would, that was like a boundary that I said, cause I was like, no, sex is too intimate, intimate for me. So it's like, when I hear like somebody saying like, okay, I have sex reserved for you, 
but I have romance reserved for this group. I, did she explicitly state that she's having sex with her men too? Or did she say that it's like, I'm only having sex with women and I'm only having romance with men? Because like, yeah. even looking at this discourse from the outside looking in, I feel like there was a lot, of, I feel like this is most Twitter discourse. I feel like there was a lot of projecting because I've heard from a lot of like my bisexual and pansexual sisters that a lot of lesbians will like go and be like, y'all need to pick a side or y'all try and trick people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, y'all don't. And I'm like, but if people are honest, then I feel like it's like, why would you then pursue somebody who is telling you from jump? I only want this from you because you don't have to be with that person. You do not. I feel like a lot of people, and this is with anybody. This isn't just with cis women. I feel like a lot of people in relationships get upset because it's like somebody will set a clear boundary with them. And then as maybe feelings start to develop, the other person is like, this boundary is not going anywhere. And the other person is like, you tricked me. <laughs> I'm like, did they? Because they told like it's 500 days of summer, which I love, but it's like literally like, um, what's her name? Zoe Deschanel's character Summer literally told Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Jump, "I don't want a relationship with you. I just want to have sex with you, and I want to go and be married to a different man, just not you." <laughs> and he literally was like, "She likes me. I'm wearing her down. No, 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 no." And then she was like, "I'm getting married." but not to you because I only like to have sex with you. And he was like, how could she do this? And I'm just like, if it's not our relationship, then why do we care? It's like, I feel like when people talk about preferences, if I see a Negro who is like, I only date white men, I'm like, that's fucking weird, but I'm not touching that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, your preferences, this, again, unpack it. But why am I about to yell at you until I'm blue in the face? <laughs> you could never be blue in the face. You're right. You could never. never be big blue Hendrix. Period. It's across the board. But like, why would I yell at you and be like, how dare you have these preferences when it's like, okay, you can just be weird over there. I don't need to discourse about it. I don't need to go and be like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Like, I can literally just be like, that's weird stay away from me <laughs> and keep it pushing. It's like, I feel like this person, as they said, they were drunk and they were talking about how they felt. And even yeah. though like people disagree, it's like this person is being honest about what they want from people. Yeah, And it's like, they're not saying, ew, women are disgusting. They're just like, oh, I'm not attracted to y'all. Like, and not like, hmm, hmm, hmm. hmm well, hmm, she, I mean, hmm, it's, it's hmm. what was said, it's kind of like <laughs> women are good for sex men are good for a relationship and that's fine if that's your personal preference it is to me the again that question of like have you unpacked it further and like part of it is even what you said is like you're like well if people set boundaries that's assuming that people are setting boundaries right like that's assuming Mm -hmm. that people are doing the work to clearly communicate and so i i don't think it's unfair i think it's unfair to say something along the lines of like i like women for sex and i like men for relationships and then be upset that women have a reaction to that. That's where I think it's unfair because mm-hmm. 
that narrative like women are good for sex is a very misogynistic misogynistic and widespread narrative right like and honestly like it's a little it's a little like i'm gonna look at you sideways if you look at men and women and you say you like them both and you're still saying that you would rather only be in a relationship with a man mm-hmm. like men men but and you like women but it's like it just gives like and maybe it's unfair maybe maybe she is not this and so i don't want to speak on her specifically but that kind of thinking to me gives very man-centered woman really quick and that's where really quick i just have my spidey senses go mm, i don't know that i'm really fucking with this person i'm not gonna yell at her sorry go ahead Brad. but you know what i'm saying like i don't think people yeah is, yeah, I don't think it's fair to be like, oh, y'all are arguing with her. I think people are having a reaction to a misogynistic take mm-hmm. being positioned as if though, hey, this isn't problematic. And hey, there aren't a lot of women and men who do the same thing, but aren't yeah. open, aren't honest, and aren't communicative. Like part of it is people are going to have a reaction and she said it maybe i'm sharing too much maybe da-da-da. like i'm not saying shame shorty it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. but it's it's to say something pretty heteronormative uh to, to say you're you're part of the lgbtq community and then lean into misogyny and something that seems pretty heteronormative is where that's where like my red flags came in I was just going to say really quick, and then I'm going to hand it off to Blue. Now that you put it in that, like, now that you framed it in that way, it does make me think about, like, bisexual men who will be like, I will fuck men, but, like, I want to marry a woman so I can have kids. And it's like, you know, because it's like, well, you can have kids with a man. (laughs) You know? But not by, like, not biologically. Well, technically, you could. You could. It depends, mm-hmm. but um, you couldn't with a cis man. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, but I feel like it's like it's kind of the same thing where it's like okay, but like if you know that like if you're like why well, like it's like if you know that you're okay with being with men, but then at the end of the day, it's like well I have to marry a woman because I want my own kids, etc. It's like okay, you know, it's like you hear that and you're like oh. It's like when you were saying that, like the heteronormative thing. I'm like, oh wait, that I've heard that before. I've heard this before from other people. What you got, Blue? Um. Okay. So first, I was gonna talk to the point that you made about um how you have friends who say like, oh, you can you can fuck me, but don't touch me, baby. That's something else. That's therapy. You need to unpack that. Like that's n- no shade. Like you don't think no people I'm, genuinely. I th- I've said Why? this about I've said this about this. I've said this about certain kinks. I feel like look at a certain point we have to go talk to a professional about like why we're scared of certain like intimate practices with people or like why you know I mean like and it's not to say that everybody needs to be able to do the same thing you yeah. know sexually right but I think it's we like it's a little if strange I guess if like your dick could be inside someone, but like they can't hug you. That's, that doesn't add up for me personally. Like it's like two plus two is equaling five. Um, when people do, do or say things like that. Um, and I think that has, that's something else. 
in regards to this person, and I think this is like for me in general, I kind of would prefer if people, and this could be an agenda, I don't know. I would prefer if people just like stopped being so committed to these labels of mm. bisexual or pant or whatever. That's why I think queer is a really good, strong label to have mm-hmm. because it's just like mm, not straight or not a hundred percent straight. Because when we know anything about sexuality, we know that like it's on a spectrum and some people are more yeah. leaning towards hetero or more towards homo or whatever. And that's just their tea. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like I see this cause I think about when I think about this, I think about this a lot when it comes to, um, femboys and studs, like y'all know, Y'all want to fuck each other. Like, they want to be, like, they want to hunch so bad. Like, they want to hunch so bad. But, like, the homo attraction is what's stopping them. And, like, but they know, they know, they know they they want to hunch like and also like just do it like i don't know i don't know why y'all do it all of this did you see that couple (laughs) did you see that couple it was a it was a white stud and And a black black friend Mm -hmm. yeah and they were in a whole relationship but the thing is i've seen like that Oh, a, a white butch, a a, a butch. You're a right, butch. A butch. Yeah, like you're yeah, so okay, right. Sorry. <laughs> but I've but I've seen like that dynamic in real life. They'll be like, all like the like the sexual tension is there, and I'm just like, we'll just do that. Like I don't like I don't get it. Like what? Why are we committed to the bit like this? Like let's just try it out. Like, um, I feel like when it comes to this, like people are really committed to like. I mean, your label is your label. That's fine. I'm not trying to say don't have any labels, but I'm saying like when it comes to certain things like this, like maybe you shouldn't be so committed to the bisexual label. Maybe you're 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 more of a like queer, and maybe or yeah, maybe that works better for you because when you start labeling yourself as bi and then you start saying like, well, but I don't want to be in a relationship with women, then people are going to look at you kind of like, well. Well, what's that really ain't what you said. Like, what's really going on, right? Yeah. And so, for me, I don't necessarily think, like, her, I guess, desire is wrong. I don't necessarily, like, that's fine. Like, I just think, one, I was not a fan of, like, the misogynistic, like, language that came to in the ways in which she wanted to interact with women. But the thing is, I've heard that type of language be used before, especially with, like queer women who were like it's very much like oh come join me and my and my husband like you know like i'm looking for a bi curious girl like it's like it, it's not it, it was giving very much of that um so like to angie's point it did sound very like men like a man-centered woman but i don't think that you can't like have like you know, like a hetero dominant attraction and in terms of like relationship and also be attracted home, like have a homo attraction in terms of sexuality. Like, um, yeah, that's kind of where I left it with. I just was like, maybe you should use something else. Maybe you should call it like, call yourself something. Yeah. Else. Like this, was, this is me. So this is just my personal thing and I'm not necessarily trying to put this out and be like, everybody should do this. But like, 
I knew and identified as queer before I like came out to my mom, for instance, right? Like, and for me, it was like, I'll come out to my mom when it's time or whatever. Like, and part of it was like, if, if, and when I'm in a queer relationship, then I will let her know I'm queer. And until I'm in a queer relationship, like I'm just Angie. (laughs) And part of it is like, so for instance, say you are bisexual and this might be problematic and I'm not trying to stand 10 toes on this, but there is like, if I ended up with a man, I, one, I don't think I would have just because of where like my romanticism or whatever it's called, like lies. But like, mm-hmm. if I ended up with a man, like, I don't know that I would, hmm, I don't want to be problematic. I just like, I would still identify as queer, but I don't know that I would try to like lead the parade. I don't know. You know right. what I mean? Like, and maybe that is just my own like navigating of like, and because I also think like this is, as, as I'm talking about, like, the queer side of me, it's the same way I feel about, like, my racial and ethnic identity. Y'all have heard me say this. Like, I identify as a part of the African diaspora. I'm Dominican. But I also know I'm not at the center of it. And so, like, because that is true in that part of my life, I feel like that has bled over into other parts of my life where like if you are not at the center of this you don't need to center yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is a difficult concept for a lot of people Mm -hmm. especially non-black people but including black people right like I think if you have a little piece of claim to it I think people want to claim the whole thing and that to me is something that like You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things, which is in my personal view, and it might be problematic. And I wouldn't put this on anyone, but if it's like, if you were bisexual, but you ended up in a heteronormative relationship with a man, and that's it, and that's y'all's right or not forever. I'm not saying you're not bisexual, but like, what are you still trying to claim? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, what is it? That's a, oh, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's a, no, no, like, that's a real thing that I've also like witnessed, especially with the. Um... <laughs> for those who are listening, I'm I'm rubbing the the lighter side your of palm, the my palm, the palm of your hand. Um, I I've seen so especially the the women or femmes or whatever, like it's. You know how we say, like, you know, queer white people like to hold on to that queerness for, like... For for dear like, life. For dear life to showcase. Like, I, too, am oppressed. Like, I've, know, I've known a lot of queer white women who end up in relationships with, like, men. And, like, they, one of the first three things they'll tell you in their, like, conversation is, like, oh, yeah, and I'm pan, and I'm bi, and I'm whatever. Jesse J. Right. <laughs> Onika. <laughs> All of that. And it's very All the pop stars from 2009. <laughs> right. And it's very like, okay, well, I mean, that's good for you. I mean, I've only ever known you to date men, but that's okay. Like, you can be queer, but like as Ange says, like, you don't really have to like Lady Gaga. <laughs> Right, you don't got to take up that much space. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can let people, you could be at the parade, you can have your flag and do all of that. But I don't, I, I, yeah, I would say I agree. Like, you don't have to, like, lead the charge. It feels, it feels, and the thing that I've heard is that they're so loud about it is because they feel like because they're in a head of They got to compensate. They, yeah, they got to compensate or people don't, like, acknowledge the fact that they're queer as well. Or whatever, like, 
But I think that it's, comes with the territory. If you like, like yeah. No, go ahead. No, it's like, it's the same way, like, because I don't want to take anyone's pride. Like, I think coming out is a very brave thing. And so like, yeah. there should be a sense of pride associated to that. And so that's not at all what I want to take away. Right. But there's like, it's how I felt like when I first came out and when I first was like, okay, I am queer. I have homo uh, attraction. Like, I, I like titties. Like, I like titties more than... That is so... Right, funny. like... <laughs> <laughs> It, the first I can tell you the first thing I wasn't doing was using the word dyke like I didn't just be like you know what I mean because I almost feel like and maybe this is something I need to unpack further is like I felt like that wasn't fine yet to own and push forward right it reminds me of a conversation we once had with the community members which is like reclaiming of certain slurs like mm-hmm. when is it appropriate for a trans person to reclaim the trans slurs out there in the world, right? Like, and we know, like, for instance, Posh has reclaimed those slurs for herself. And it's like, great, that's, you know, but like, I have been thinking and like the, been flirting with like they, them pronouns and like, what is my gender? What is like how I show up? Like, and and so like, and if if tomorrow I said, you know what, I do, I do identify as she, they, I do think that component of like separation from, woman as i as i experience it like that feels right for me i don't know that i would jump on the like well let me one reclaim all these us. slurs one of us one, <laughs> one of, of us, us. <laughs> and so like part of it i think it's that like there there is such a desire yeah it's hard for me sometimes to like hear how people talk about certain things without feeling like questioning like how much are you trying to center yourself in something that like it's okay that Mm -hmm. you're not at the center of Mm -hmm. and maybe one day you would be at the center if your relationships went in that way or not it's okay like but part of it is that like it and and that is I think like something that I often often I don't know I said it like that I often like do like a pardon a side eye to right a double take a double take like why are you so quick to to just put yourself at the center of this thing when there are people no. who like cannot be anywhere but at the center of it, right? Like it's like people cannot be anything viewed, experience life, navigate this world as anything other than this. And and we're just kind of dabbling in the edges, but we want to be right in the center. Like, I, I don't know if I lost my plot, but like there's something no, about I, that. No, I get what you're saying. Cause it's like the moment that you want it, the moment that you check some of these outliers, it'll be like, wow, you're really talking down on a demisexual, um, neurodivergent, uh, Goodbye. non-binary <laughs> minor. And it's like, okay, but like a lot of us are all those things and a like phenotypical minority on top yeah. of that. And, like, sometimes it's, like, I think about what Cece was saying that one night where it was really controversial about how, like, sometimes people do get into specific spaces just for access. And not saying that everybody does that, but it's, like, the more that I am on social media, sometimes it's, like, I'm, like, is everybody a he-they? Like, is everybody (laughs) a he-they? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, like, because it's, like, you'll see people say things and like, I mean, this all started with us talking about um, 
preferences, but it's like people will say stuff like the he days. I'm like, y'all still, a lot of y'all still move like cis men with the way that y'all talk to trans women. So what's going on? If you're not binary and under the trans umbrella, why are you still transphobic? What's happening here? Or is this just to be like, I'm more marginalized than I was before in this, in this way? Cause I'm like, you are still surrounded by cis gay men. There are no people around you that are not of the cis identity. It's like, you are the one. In this group, there's no one else. You are not making an effort to find other people. And then when people of that identity do pop up, you talk bad about them. And it's like, what's going on? What's happening? It's like you, it's like you don't want to question people's identities, but then it's like, are you only, sometimes it's like, I'm like, are you only using this so that you can come down on people from said identities? Like, is it just so that when you're getting checked, you can be like, uh, excuse me, I'm a part of this community too. Uh, I'm black and I think it's okay for white people to say nigga. So like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what? Like, it's like, what's going on? What's happening? I also think there is like a lot of, and Deshaun Harris, I believe is their last name, Harris or Harrison. I think it's Harrison. We, dreadlocks. We know about- who you're talking about. Yes, we know who yes. you're talking about. They're um, follow me the other the day. The belly of the beast. Yeah, they yeah. wrote the belly of the beast. And like, so I give a lot of credit to like things that I've learned from them specifically. But like, they also talk a lot about queer being an identity and mm-hmm. being queer as like being othered to the systems of white supremacy. And so there's also queer as like a politic, like that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people also don't carry. And yet it's like this, this like two so for instance like maybe this is unfair for me to say about shorty with the with the tweet going back to her i don't know that she is politically queer if well maybe that's unfair to say but there's something about that right like and the further unpacking of like why why is it that you might desire ultimately like a hetero normative relationship even though you have homosexual attraction like part of that is like the furthering of like that queer is queer as a politic queer as being other like in the same way of like black like they would i think they said like that they would posit that like being black and being queer right like politically queer because you are othered right and then especially how like white supremacy views black people like either hypersexual or the magnification of black of, of black women right like these kind of different things that white supremacy has done to black people in terms of how they're viewed from the lens of desirability and i think that like so i think all of us engage in queerness like capital queer from a politic point of view and i don't Mm -hmm. think everybody does that everybody who has same-sex attraction isn't necessarily politically queer and i think that also causes a lot of like the tension in the discourse right which is a bunch of people being like it's you can have your preferences but unpack them and people be like well it's just a preference and you're like Mm. okay yes and no no and yes right to like both those things and so that's another thing that i think is at play which is like what does it mean to be visibly queer versus those who get to just pass who are only queer yeah who are only queer if you if if it's like if you know that they're queer you know what i mean like it's being black and being being white passing like what are these right these things are what is white passing if you are systemically viewed white first bottom Um, or not into (laughs) films act like a man can't host (laughs) 
Um, Maya, did you have something to say? I saw your hand was up for a second. Um, I was just gonna add to like, um, like sometimes the performance of um, well, this was like from my bisexual like perspective, I guess. Like a lot of times when I'm at like you know at my job, you know, I deal with a lot of like people and I work in retail. I do a lot of people on a regular and a lot of guys, you know, try to talk to me stuff like. Sometimes I personally do overcompensate, like. You know, no. I mean, I just watched five men hit on me, but you know, I like girls. Like it is not because sometimes you get close into spaces with um, with guys, and then it's like okay, automatically like the massage noir like peeps out, like or like the mm. right, like that's real. That's real. Because like you see me hit on by men, all that, so you perceive me as straight, and so you feel like now we're in a close space. You feel you can feel discomfortable saying whatever to me, but it's like. Okay, you just sat here for like 10 minutes, like bashing me and my people. And now I'm just sitting here and I'm about to cuss you out. But it's like, yeah. that's because you assumed and now I have to like go the extra mile. And I feel like I'm performing mm. because I don't like, I'm usually just like really like mellow. I don't just tell too much of my business. And I have to go out the way to be like this and the third because clearly your true colors are true. Mm, Maya, yeah. you brought up something so fucking real. And I feel like it happens specifically in this city that we live in like yes. the massage noir like when you get into a space with like cishet men and they perceive mm. you as straight they perceive you as femme they perceive you as someone who's a part of potentially their dating pool or whatever yes. they say anything to you they try to knock you down a peg they try to drag you they try to they get very much kevin samuelites all all up in your space and you got to be like hey girl this is not even my tea like this is not even <laughs> i was i was never i was my number was never it was never it's not even this is not even what it was giving girl like it was, it was never that like and is that and now and now i gotta perform and now i now mm-hmm. i'm fucking now i'm queen latifah now i'm like bitch i'm the, I'm the biggest <laughs> now I'm I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, like, like hello like period because it was like it was it was never giving all that like i oh my you really said something because that is so that is so true because sometimes Sometimes the performance has to be mm, on sometimes 10. You have to a little bit it was like, never getting that. Break, but sometimes, oh, you said who? A girl, big gay with a flag. Hello. Pulling it out. Like, no. I think that's very real, but I don't know. I feel like because. Like, obvious, like, I'm not obviously, I'm not androgynous, even though I want to be, but like, I'm non-binary. And so this only happens to me with white women. Nobody else does this. Like, I feel like when I'm not talking, I appear as one way. So like, if rarely I am at the gym or if I'm like out in public by myself and a white woman is like, why are you looking at me? Like... I will be like, I have a boyfriend. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, like, and I'm lying. But it's like, I say that because I'm like, you perceive me as a threat. I don't want to die. So I'm literally sitting up here and it's like, I'll literally say to people sometimes, and only, what, like, it's only happened a couple of times. It's only happened a couple of times. But like, literally with these white women, I will immediately be like, I have a boyfriend. 
Like, do you want me to like show you pictures? Like, I, I'm not interested, like, not just because of, you know, but like, I'm not interested in you in any way. And then like, I'm like, I'm not about to go and be like, well, I'm pansexual and, and, and what this means. And I'm not about to do all that. It's like in situations like that. And obviously I don't experience misogynoir. I don't even experience colorism, but it's like in situations like that, like I remember. I was in the club with one of my friends and my boyfriend was with me and one well, of my ex-boyfriend's time. And I brought one of my friends who was a black woman and she was bi, but like she was with us in this straight men go to gay clubs and they will search for who they perceive as cis women with their queer friends, like gay friends to prey upon. And this guy literally like was after my friend and like she kept saying to me because like i was literally like in the zone with my ex and she was like this guy keeps trying to like pull me away and then like i eventually went up to him and i like grabbed his arm and like like i grabbed his wrist and like held in my hand i was like you need to fucking stop and he went up to my friend and was like oh is this your boyfriend and she was like yeah and he was like wow, you're really lucky. He said that to me and he walked off. And I was like, did this man not just see me sucking face with my ex? Like, did he not? <laughs> but it's like, because my friend lied and was like, oh, this is my boyfriend. And then, because like, obviously, like I was like, me, well, me and my ex, my ex fought, I would if I had to. But like, we were like, we're about to beat this nigga the fuck up because he won't leave our friend alone. And, like, just because he saw me and then was like, oh, well, she's been claimed, even though she's bi and she's looking at the yeah. other girls in the club. Like, it's like she, in that instance, had to be like, okay, even though you're with your boyfriend right now and you just finished twerking to Megan the Stallion on him, like, I'm just going to go and say that we're together so this guy can leave me alone, even though I'm checking out this girl over here. Like, it's shit like that where I'm like... I don't understand, but I can like empathize or is it yeah. sympathize? One of those, you know? Yeah. Either way, moral of the story is. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Be who you are. Be who you are. Fuck the labels. Oh and also stop God. talking to yeah. us about it. Like, we don't give a fuck. Mm. Like talk to your friends. Talk to your friends. Talk I to your only, partners. How about that? Talk I to your only, partners. I only date white people because black people treat me so bad. And oh, I'm Lord. the only black no, person who is it. like me <laughs> in all no, of these United it. States of America. Shout out to And so I will only date um people outside of my race who have racist families because I like being exotic. No. <laughs> Not being exotic. Let's go. Speaking of racist families, did y'all see what happened at the Grammys and how Goodbye. they snubbed Beyonce? Goodbye. Did, it, yes. Again, mm -hmm. the racist mm -hmm. family. Let me get into it. So, with the Recording Academy, that's the Grammys voters, if y'all didn't know who's listening. Right. So, the Recording Academy had a tweet where they was talking about how somebody's either daughter or goddaughter was God on daughter, Harry Styles' yeah. album doing backing vocals. And this is one of the voters. 
nepotism yeah. goes so deep. Like, <laughs> and wasn't he one of the producers? He's like he like produced the Grammys. Like he was. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know that obviously he, one singular person's not making the decision, but still, it's like I mean, but if it's a that. producer, if it's a producer. I feel like people could be swayed. Like, every time with these award shows, with the Oscars, with the Grammys, with the Tonys, with the Emmys, every single time you have to campaign for that shit. You have to campaign, you have to campaign, you have to campaign. And if somebody, if a producer's family member is involved, why? Well, you know, little Carly, she was on album of the year, okay? <laughs> like, no. So, let's let's bring it back to the run go back first so the grammys the grammys happened on sunday what is today what's today's day i don't fucking know the sixth this it monday. was the fifth so it happened <sighs> on the fifth right we and we by i mean hi we tuned in because we knew that mother was arriving right so mm. much so that they announced when Beyonce she was the in traffic, they she said was she was in traffic. traffic. They knew that she was late. They knew she wasn't present. Lizzo was looking around like, "Where's Beyonce? Where's Beyonce? Where's Beyonce? She's me for real." Um, Beyonce was there. <laughs> she made her appearance. She had she got one award for Cuff It, um, and then she won her award for. Well, she got three awards at the pre-Grammys, but like the main show, like she mm-hmm. won for Cuff It. So she that four. Then she got um, Best Electronic Dance Album, um, which put her as the most awarded artist of all time um, for the Grammys. And we're like, wow. And then we're just waiting on our last award for Beyonce's Which is take. all that we cared about. And here comes Album of the Year. Mind you, the people that were nominated were Beyonce, Adele, Bad Bonnie, um, freaking um, apparently Harry Styles, um, <laughs> Mary J. Blige, <laughs> Mary J. Blige, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, um, Coldplay. Coldplay was. I think it was. I think it was ABBA. ABBA it was, was. ABBA. But was it Coldplay also? They may have been. Let me check. Um, but yeah, these are like the people who are nominated. And anybody who has listened to any song in 2022 <clears throat> knew that the contenders for this were Beyonce, if anything. They were. Ba- yeah. If Beyonce, if anything, Bad Bunny or Adele, because that's. That's that's what we know. Like we we listen to the music, right? Because we were alive in 2022. In 2022, <laughs> and we experienced it. <laughs> Tell us why, when Trevor Noah brought them people up on the stage. So Trevor, they've been doing a whole podcast in the center of the Grammys, and they had the stands of the artists. You know, do a little roundtable. What's that? What's that roundtable? Like the actors, the actors roundtable. I don't know what that. <laughs> <laughs> like they had them sitting around the table, the, the round table, and just talking about why their fave Nothing. should win. Do you know win album of the year? We we suffered through that the whole evening, right? <laughs> and then we finally, and they 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 invited the 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 fans to come to the actual show. Very nice, cool. The people who made the TikTok mm-hmm. and shit, 
great. So the, then Trevor Noah decides last minute he want to get the feds to come up on stage. He said, oh, y'all can come up. He made them do this long walk. First of all, let's pause. The way they, they was rushing that granny onto that stage, like, because they was not ready. They rushed that old lady. They was bum rushing her. They rushed that old lady onto the stage to be on stage with Trevor Noah so they could announce album of the year. And so Trevor Noah opens the envelope. Then he proceeds to turn to the old white lady and says, you can read it. The old white lady was a Harry Styles fan. Somebody grandma. She opens it up and she goes, Harry Styles. And Harry Styles somehow wins album of the year. Over Beyonce. Over Over Bad Bunny. Over Over Lizzo. Lizzo was in it too. Lizzo was in it too. Over Lizzo. What the flying fuck? but not just that blue he also won best pop vocal and then proceeded to sing off key the whole night and the thing about it is the song is not even that hard vocally it's I know like girl I get it. Listen, I'm I'm hive just like the next, but like things just don't really happen to people like him. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm still 24 hours later. What does that mean? And because his we, stands. But this is what we mean. What you were just saying about the white people. And like the performing the thing, because now all of a sudden Harry Styles is, you know, a homosexual from the smallest town in England. And he his parents are He threw the first brick at Stonewall. He threw the first brick at Stonewall. He's dirt poor. He 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 he's been in uh, 17 Pride marches and parades. He's a bottom on grinder. If you ain't see that, he he's listening to that. Oh like Y'all just make all the stuff, all the stuff up. But mind you, Blue, mind you, these are the same people. Because, like I said last night, that I don't, I will agree that I don't think that a person in real life can queer bait. I think that's reserved for like fictional things. That's fandom yeah. shit. However, I think that straight people benefit from queer culture, yeah, like prof- like profusely. Wait, 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 and wait, 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 wait. Sorry, 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 sorry. You're saying that you don't think an individual in real life that queer Qu- like, is strictly a like uh, yes, because like for example, yeah. So like for example, yeah, if I'm because like for example, like you're not gonna know this. Maybe Maya will. Like there's this show Voltron. We're not gonna get into it, but they announced at Comic Con that this main character was gay. They like said like, oh, he's gay. And everybody was like, oh my God, he, this finally representation. And then they didn't talk about it. They didn't even like nothing happened. Like it was like the person that was his partner said something like, oh, what do I mean to you? And then he died. And everybody was like, that's throwaway. Nobody knows if he's, we wouldn't have known if this person was queer if y'all wouldn't have said it. This man could still be straight. Y'all could have, like, it's, it's people do it 
specifically for marketing because they know that can make them money. So it's like when a person in real life does stuff, I just think that it's what do in general steal. You're not queer baiting. You are stealing. So it's like, no, because if you think like of Nick Jonas, do you remember Nick Jonas's big like when he, he was, was in the underwear? Yeah. Oh yeah. When he was gay gigs, like it was. That's what I'm saying. Like I agree that it is a marketing strategy, but I don't. I think we should remember that some of these artists are, are like products and are marketed. Yeah. Such. As you know, I'm not. I I like agree, but I think there is like a caveat in there somewhere yeah like agreeing to disagree like he still like what i'm saying though is this like his stands when people because people were saying that he was queer baiting right and his stands would come to his defense and be like whether he's queer or not it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter and i'm like okay that's fair but now all of a sudden these same people like he is gay he is a homosexual (laughs) that man he is non-binary polycule like all this and i'm like y'all said not even 48 hours ago that his sexuality was his business and now that he said oh uh this doesn't happen to people like me all of a sudden y'all are like well he's gay and y'all are hating on a queer person and it's like wait what changed because now it's like what he said was bullshit everybody was sitting here like what the fuck is he talking about what is he talking about? And y'all are sitting over here like, well, obviously he's queer and y'all don't like queer people and you didn't want a queer person to win. And clearly you all are homophobic and in the state of America's climate, it, it should be a beautiful thing that a queer person won album of the year because it speaks volumes against what conservatives are saying. And you clearly don't care. And it's like, okay, y'all, as as they say, as I told you that one group said to me, let's not start a march. Like, <laughs> this does not, he does not have to be all these things. He can be straight and he can, because like my thing, the boy ain't got no drip whatsoever. Ooh. All, also like, because like with the album Strictly, I've listened to that album. His vocal ranges he sticks to one range in each song. He plays it safe in each song. Like, I'm like, okay, like, this is very simple for what you're doing. Like, okay, you had a couple of songs on the radio. This is cute. Lizzo loves you. That's fine. But, like, to go and say to a Black woman who brought queer artists onto her album and collabed with them and pushed many outside of just like, you know, cause like people like people know of ballroom, but like to actually being, bring people from ballroom, especially on pure honey, like that track in particular, like to bring people from ballroom, put them on the album, like for y'all to go and say like, well, a queer person won, and it's like y'all don't even know if he's queer. And then this was a clearly queer collaborative body of work. Yeah. That Beyonce literally said to the audience, yeah. queer people, this genre would not exist without you, which to <laughs> she had to say that to be politically correct, but she meant queer black people. Hello. Just to because <laughs> I blocked there's there's some boy, there's some white boy, I think he's BGC something. I blocked him because he was like, he quoted her and was like, boom, exactly. And I was like, 
No, not you. I don't think that you were at the boss like Michelle. Besides. <laughs> I'm screaming. Uh, <laughs> I know that's right. Michelle was walking them balls, child. She was walking them balls. Was not playing with y'all. I know that's right, Michelle Vitage. Um, but no, uh, first of all, like I can't even take oh he's he's but he's queer and this and that and the third first of all, like I don't know, maybe it's because maybe it's a Gen Z thing, but like have y'all never seen like these male performers who just like take on like feminine things as like especially like pop artists like i'm thinking of prince i'm thinking isn't of, boy george like transphobic as hell and like is very androgynous and i don't dresses know too much up about that and... white person i'm not gonna lie i only <laughs> i only know that he's bald i'm not gonna hold you um but um like is it this like the thing that Harry Styles is doing is not new is what I'm saying. Like yeah. there have been men like Harry Styles before who were non-binary or didn't identify as the as non-binary, didn't identify as gay or nothing of the sort, have been very public with women. So on. not to say that that doesn't mean that they're not queer in any way, but I'm just saying like, I feel like if he was queer, he would have came out by now. I was like, ain't nothing stopping him from being like, Hello. I like boys. Like, I just don't like- stands would literally, <laughs> what's that child's name? Omar Apollo? They eat yeah. him up. They be shipping him with Frank Ocean. Like that's, you know, the Frank- stands love him. Frank yep, love that's it. right oh. up Frank's alley, exactly. Right up his alley, but it's like, but it confuses me because it's like, well, okay, yes, I think that sexuality you should be able to come out when you want to, absolutely. At the same time, it's like if people are talking about how they feel like what you're doing is harming queer people, and you're just not addressing it because it's not, it's it's interesting to me. Because I'm just like, you don't have anything to say. You don't have any. Sean Mendes be out here being like, I am not one of you. 24 <laughs> 7. Right? He said, I am not. Okay? And he, and Sean Mendes be like, no. And he, and he gives that more than anything else, like anybody else. No shade, but that's what he gives. And, um, but the hair, like, I, first of all, the, the the alleged queer rating aside, for me, my personal issue was seeing the person who won artist or album of the year, who could not hit the same note consistently in his performance what? early in the evening. I know it's not the same. I know it's not what what's ha- what's happening. What's happening? What's happening? Like. <laughs> He said, as it was, as it was. Where's, where we at? Where are the notes? Where are the notes? Find the girl. Find, find the, note. the note. Find the find note. Find the and note. To, <laughs> to see that where I know that Beyonce has songs such as Plastic Off the Sofa and Virgo's Groove on her particular album, to see that, to see that person who could not find the note, who was Beyonce, who was just a few weeks before on her little biscuit heels. Got the, people passing got, out in their bathrooms. Try to do trying Beyonce, to hit the runs. The, the runs. Seeing that she was levitating in the air. She was levitating in the sky, hitting them runs. And he just happened to just walk in down. The he mistress walked, heels. He walked down a ramp, a mini ramp, and could not hit them notes. 
I don't understand <laughs> how that person won album of the year. He 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 didn't even dance. He walked around a, 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 a turning table and then proceeded to not be able to hit the notes. Like if Zayn was not on drugs, he could have been the <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready for us as a people Allegedly. to like move forward and like leave pop music like centered around whiteness in the past. Like how 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 many new artists, how many new black women in, in particular have to come forward with their pop music because that's what it is at this point. Popular mm-hmm. music. Stuff that's, it might be called urban as y'all like to name it, but when we as a people can just leave pop whiteness in the past because like yeah the songs be cute but it's like how long can i listen to different variations of harry styles when i could be listening to beyonce who was giving me like is it's is let's let's do it's it's more the same all the time and i just want different and i want people to be rewarded for the actual work they put in like can we can can we actually like look for it like oh this album's a little bit too black for me well can we get somebody on the board that can actually like take this apart and really like not only assign music to his correct categories but voter any of these people have degrees in music theory like did any of these did any of these people study music theory syndrome Yes. Uh-huh, I'm screaming. Did y'all read? Did yes. y'all read the voter number four comments? Yeah. So it was so stupid. Do you want to read Variety, it? Variety, yeah. Variety did an interview of voters from the academy, and so this is voter four, a music business veteran in his seventies, mm. for record of the year. I try to be ecumenical. Ecumenical. A c u m e n i c a l. Bray, maybe you should read this. I don't know this word, but ecumenical. Ecumenical. But there's a significant percentage of music I've never heard. It's a lot of work to listen to all of it. I guess I'm a bad voter because I didn't do my due diligence. But that's my right. I voted for ABBA. They used to get short short shrift because they were dismissed as pop fluff. But I've always been a fan. The new album is not their best ever, but it's pretty good. I really hope they win something, but I doubt they will. I would have voted for Adele's Easy on Me if ABBA wasn't in the category. For album of the year, again, ABBA, Beyonce. The fact that every time she does something new, it's a big event and everyone's supposed to quake in their shoes. It's a little too portentous. I hold Harry Styles' origin story against him. He's oh, he's from a boy band, and I never take those acts seriously. These are the people who are voting, right? This is one His person His origin story. Vote. Don't piss me off. Don't piss me off. Can I talk what about the, the origin story? Have to do with anything. I wanna, give me two. Like, give we me were two. here. Go the, ahead. I don't mean to cut you off, Ange. I'm so sorry. His the origin story. Origin. He, was, he was a teenager who worked at a bakery. Y'all acted like he was in the coal mines. Y'all acted like he was, he was fucking, he was fucking walking from his house three miles to get some water for his family in a random uh, British town. He was 15, 16 working in a bakery. That's like the equivalent of a fifteen from That's like the equivalent of a like some some fifteen year old working at McDonald's over here. And then he went on the X Factor, was in a boy band, a very popular one. My, but first, my didn't get picked. 
he didn't get picked at first because they th- they were like, you suck. And then they were like, actually, we'll bring you back and match you up with four other boys and see if y'all can sing now. What is the see origin story that's so, that's so fucking moving? And then I saw somebody on the internet talk about, you know, he comes from a lower middle class family. A lower middle class? Middle class? Not even impoverished? Middle class? Like, turn it on. Turn it let on. me say that really quick. <laughs> let me, as somebody who grew up middle class, let me explain. Because I, let me explain this. When people talk about lower middle class, one of my oh, friends in high school. No, but I'm just saying exactly, literally called the sack representation. But one of my friends said this in high school because our high school was like a mixture of like lower, like 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 poor kids and upper middle class. Because there, I told you there was a gated community that was like down the street from me. So it was like a mixture of kids. And I remember one of my friends was like, it's so weird hearing people talk about their family being broke. Cause he was actually poor. He was like, it's so weird hearing people talk about being broke when like, he's like, oh, we're broke. We couldn't go on some, he's like, we didn't go anywhere for summer vacation this year. Cause we're broke. He was like, whereas my broke is like, I don't know what I'm going to eat tonight. Like our lights might get turned off. Like, when people talk about lower middle class, okay, you can't go on vacation. Your parents have to worry about a couple of bills. You still have a roof over your head. You get like three meals a day. You're not on that special lunch when you go to school. Like if you want something nice, your parents can save up and get it for you for your birthday and for Christmas. Like it may not be as lavish as the other kids, but you still know where you're going when you go home. Like you aren't one of those kids that's like, I couldn't finish my homework because the lights got turned off. And I didn't have anything to do my math homework in. Like, there are people who actually deal with that. So when people talk about middle class, it's like with, like, because we're going to get into drag race in a minute. But it's like when they were talking about Bosco last season, they were like, Bosco is literally, Bosco was almost homeless at one point. And then Bosco had to come out and be like, I was working, like, retail. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, and yeah. like we were like, but weren't you the one that said you were poor because you were talking about your looks? And now that your stands have ran, because <laughs> they was like, <laughs> they was like, she was eating out of garbage cans. She was going behind Whole Foods and dumpster diving. You don't know what she's been through. She was like, I was. She never can't afford poor. a full outfit. <laughs> she was nearly homeless. She has to wear bras and panties. No. I that was a thing that happened last season with Bosco that, that people were like saying that Bosco was poor. But Bosco it came out and was like, I was guys. never poor. We were like, but you said it yourself. <laughs> I, was, I was never given poor. It never gave broke. Okay. And like Beyonce doesn't have humble beginnings either. Don't get me wrong. She was like, Beyonce was pretty much upper middle class as well. You know what I mean? Like her mama owned a salon. She, they were good, regardless of if she became famous or not. They had a nice house. She was in pageants. They was set, okay? But it's still just like at the same time with that perspective being added between the two of them and their, in quotations, humble beginnings, you know what I'm saying? It's like, at least with Beyonce, it's like, I see the work that was mm-hmm. put into the craft. I see the years and years and years 
put into this. It shows up in your vocal range. It shows up in your music. When I hear Harry Styles' stuff, like, I told y'all I listened to this album. Okay, we got Priyanka singing Watermelon Sugar. All right. Like, uh, apparently people love this song. That's great. But overall, it's like the rest, and that's, I think that was his last album. His latest one, like, I told you, there's a couple of songs from his latest album. And I'm like, okay, this is cute, but it's a lot of skips. Like, I'm like, I don't, with Renaissance, even outside of loving Beyonce, that album, the transitions alone mm. are so seamless. There's no way in hell. These people do not like her. And it really feels like, especially reading Voter for statement, this mm. Black woman is so pretentious. Mm -hmm. She thinks she's God. So mm -hmm. I'm going to knock her down a peg because how dare mm -hmm. she thinks that I'm going to move just because she released this project. I thought that you said that you were ignoring Harry Styles' origin because he's in a boy band and you don't like boy bands. So if that's the case, why can you not be impartial and ignore the fact that, because this is clearly bias, why can't you ignore the fact that Beyonce is Beyonce and grade the project based mm -hmm. off of its work? Because if we graded these, She's literally an A plus with extra credit, and you basically gave the kid with the C minus the an award, the gold star. Yeah. <laughs> like, just real quick, so for the for the record, I think there is a drastic difference in being middle class and black, white, middle class white from Great Britain, and middle class black in Texas. In, te like, in the third ward. And the Miss Third Ward, it's it's not the same thing. Like it's not it's not the same thing. <laughs> no, because like okay. what I'm, I only brought that up to say, like if anybody was going to be a naysayer, I'm like, well, Beyonce, she wasn't poor, and so what? Because obviously naysayers. It's not even about that's the thing. It's it, it actually for me that statement has nothing to do with any of who Harry was up against. It is who Harry is. Mm -hmm. He is. True, like he is a white man from a middle, lower middle class, even from a lower middle class family who spit on somebody on national TV, mind you. I don't remember that, but he spit on Chris Pine. Oh, I don't, I don't know that that was <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> you throw not, you just be like, he spit on someone. Um, but it's just this, like, it is such. Also, it's Black History Month. <laughs> like for you to say Period. that, like this, this, these things never happen to people like me. Like what, what people like who? <laughs> what about you? Does that mean right? Like it's not even up against Adele, right? It's like you're a white. Like you are a white man who is by all standard like desirability standards attractive. You, were, you are you were what's no, that go called? Ahead, go ahead. No, no, like when you're like uh you're conventionally attractive making pop music. Y'all mm -hmm. y'all win everything. He, like, and know, that's you know that's another like, thing. That's the you you hit the nail on the head because it's like Beyonce never has an off day with her vocals back when she sang the national anthem for Obama's inauguration. And then people said she had a backing track and she didn't sing. She went to that press conference that says stand up, sing the national anthem and say, y'all bitches got any questions? Cause she was like, no, I can sing. She was like, I was sick and I could still sing. 
you heard the backing track because I was sick, but don't get it twisted. I can belt. I can sing down. Let me shut these rumors down. It's like Beyonce, literally, vocals alone. People say she's overrated, but it's like, there's a reason why non-Beyonce fans allegedly was trying to get these tickets. It's a reason why everybody in their and their mama was like, we gotta get in, regardless of where once, we fit. I've never once even considered getting a Taylor Swift ticket. Never <laughs> once. Like, I'm not trying to be shady, but like there is not because I can low key, low key, I can understand being like, I'm not even really a Beyonce fan, but I want to go see her sing live because of the strength of her vocals. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can actually yes. understand that. Yes. And that's the artist we're talking about. That's the kind of artist we're talking about. Like, people who don't even really like the album go, okay, this might be a once in a lifetime moment to yeah. hear one of the greatest singers of not only our generation, but ever do this live. Like, there's only a few people who had that kind of pull that even if you weren't really a fan, you as someone navigating this world, as someone consuming pop culture, as someone in the modern present moment would be like, yeah, I want to experience and see them live. Like Taylor Swift don't pull that. I don't, I don't have, I have zero desire to go see Taylor Swift live. Yeah. Well, pretty much we say all this to say in terms of the Grammys, Beyonce, Beyonce, don't ever take your black ass back to that fucking awards anymore. Go ahead. We're going to the NAACP awards, the BET awards, yeah. even the mm. MTV awards, but we're not going back to the Grammys. That's it. That's it. Really quick before we move on, it just it reminds me of what is it? The country music, the CMAs when she did Daddy Lessons with mm-hmm. um, the, Dixie the Chicks. Chicks. Yeah. yeah. And they showed the audience. They was not living. They was mad as hell she was there. But the CMAs knew they were going to get hella ratings. And they did. They knew and they would then, get more ratings than they would get hate mail. And exactly. She also brought the Dixie Chicks who were blackballed in country. Hated. They said, hated we, country. They, said they hated George Bush. They said they hated George Bush. And, and they said they didn't like Trump. And like, I, cause I remember, cause I'm not ready to make nice used to be a bop. So Beyonce brought the most hated people in country with her and said, I know y'all don't like my ass. That's why I brought them. <laughs> Same with them. And it's like, I will never forget after that performance, the CMAs took it down and wiped everything about the performance off because it was like, we want this black woman to give us these ratings. We want this black woman to basically build up this show for us because we know we can't do it ourselves. We don't have the pull that Beyonce does. And it was like, there was literally a spike, a high spike and a low one between when she came on and when she left. And that's what the Grammys does. People was like, we want to see a renaissance performance. I was like, they don't deserve it. After what they did to her when she was pregnant with twins, when she did that death-defying chair lean, and they still didn't give her album of the year, I, it's like, I mean, Jay-Z said it in Ape Shit about the Super Bowl. Like, he was like, he was like, I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. I need Beyonce to apply that to the Grammys. Because you are now a record holder. If somebody else breaks it, you have to apply to the Grammys. You have to apply. Don't apply anymore. Because these people, it's just like, you already held this record. If somebody breaks it, they break it. It doesn't matter. You were the record holder at one point in time. It's just really sickening to me that these people literally had to assure the audience, both in person and streaming, 
that she was coming because they knew if she wasn't, people was turning that shit off. They knew. And it's like, y'all depending on this one woman. People freaking out. Celebrities freaking out that Beyonce is in their presence. They literally said, history has been made tonight. And Mother stood up before they even said her name to accept her Grammy. Mm-hmm. They said, history has been made and she got up. Because they know. They know. Nobody were, I truly believe there is nobody who's on that level right now, who is in that sphere, like the megastars, the Taylor Swift's, her husband, um, Harry Styles, all these mega like touring artists. I don't think any of them work as hard as she does. I don't think any of them work as hard as she does. And I think that's what makes this so sickening is because it's like, since self-titled, she has been on a different caliber. And B-Day is still the best album, but she has been on a different caliber with her music. Every time we say how she going to top herself and she does it every single time. A different, right. a different sound where it's still her, but you connect with the music. I don't like the forgiveness portion of Lemonade, but I would be lying if when I said that when I watched that video, especially when she brought up Trayvon Martin, uh, Mike Brown's families, that you don't get emotional, that you don't feel it. If it rains outside, I'm about to break into freedom choreography because that is how influential <laughs> Beyonce is with her projects. That's another thing. Like, it's like with these award shows, not just with Beyonce, it's the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys. They will always award white people. Always award white people instead of the black people who deserve. Because, like, I think, like, I'll just say this and I'll be done. I think about Steven Spielberg's The Color Purple and how they were just completely snubbed and nobody remembers who beat them. You just remember that Mm. the color purple didn't win because they should have. And that's what happens with these award shows. For years, we will be talking about Renaissance. For years, we'll be talking about Renaissance. And Harry's album will be known as the album that beat Renaissance. It it will be forgotten. That's what I'm saying. Even though these stands, these stands, they may hold on to it for the next couple of years. But when it comes to memorability, when it comes to black people going to be playing Renaissance, I know I'm going to be playing Renaissance for decades to come. God willing, if I'm still here. These other projects, it's like these stands, they need to consume, 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 consume. Because it's like after a year or two, the stuff gets old. And then they will pretend that the album, that they never liked it. They do it with Ariana. They do it with Doja. They do it with Nikki. They're like, this is so good. And then two years later, they're like, we didn't hate this. This wasn't, oh my God. Like, it's like, but I don't feel that way with Beyonce stuff, except for some of the things that she said on Lemonade, where I'm like, my torture became my remedy. Absolutely not, sister. But I still like this song. (laughs) But I'm going to drop it. Y'all need to stop playing with her. (laughs) I will say this. The stands you describe provide a great transition to the stands we're about to discuss. Because the liking it one year and the next year not and shitting all over it, we are in another cycle of drag race. And uh, as parallel to when the show moved to VH1, we are in a new escalated wave of 
toxicity. Um, and so let's quickly touch on Untuck because we keep saying we're going to discuss it. And last mm-hmm. week's episode was actually really great. The the episode itself, Malaysia on the episode, and then in the Untucked. And so if you didn't watch, there was conversation in the Untucked where Malaysia and Lux talked about what happened in the workroom with trying to pick the song. And Malaysia said, hey, I felt like you were kind of in a bully moment. You and Mistress were really pushing and 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 coming off as entitled in your song selection. And so there was that conversation, which I thought was really great. But what happened in the midst of that conversation was then Marsha, Marsha, Marsha interjected and said, I'm, I'm over it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Can we move on? And then Ma- yeah. Malaysia went and gathered her. And so Malaysia, to me, I think Malaysia won them the Emmy. Want to talk about the academies? The and whole all that. episode and Untucked. Yes, ma'am. And the Untucked. One off Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox actually joined us in the space. She she listened uh, for a little bit, rocked with us. It was great to see her in that audience. If, if you haven't watched that, it's up on our YouTube. Go check that out. But I'm curious to y'all's thoughts because now, and Malaysia has been very vocal in showing just a small clip of the hate she's been getting, is Marsha, Marsha, Marsha stands, which like, what are y'all standing? Like, be serious. Y'all are standing, she don't even wear all, that much makeup. She doesn't have no clothes on. The skinniest queen and said, this is the one we're writing for this week, this year, this season. And so her stands have been, if y'all recall, they were the same ones that got Mistress's account taken down. And so now they're all up in Malaysia's DMs being extremely racist, uh, extremely harmful, extremely toxic. And so we are, and a lot of people are talking that this season feels like the worst season yet in terms of toxicity. We talked a little bit about it. I think some of the girls are getting a little weird in some of their takes, like Aura on her like weird body positivity. Muscle gay rights, muscle gay rights. Y'all liking when fat people show off. So why can't I show off my muscles that I worked for? And so, you're frozen on my side Uh-oh. am i no you're moving for me oh okay but i know that maya has something to say so yeah maya, tell us your thoughts i wouldn't say that the fan hey it's getting worse i feel like it's always been at this level i just feel like it's now yeah. just being exposed regularly like mm-hmm. i feel like these queens are being like i'm tired of y'all just being in my dms calling me a gorilla and shit and i'm not exposing y'all and y'all accounts like it's just sick and about but first about the untuck and why i want to talk about the untuck first um i just like really i like how um malaysia was like expressing her opinion and like really being like you're not gonna disrespect me you're not gonna do any of that i know they were um well i know lux was kind of like i wasn't don't use the word bully I wasn't a bully. Like, instead of just being like, I'm telling you how I felt about in that moment. And you're so worried about one one word that I said that you're not actually taking accountability for the fact that, you know, you basically were trying to check me on site in front of everybody, in front of all the girls. And I was like, well, I'm just going to, it's not going to go that way. And then for Marsha to open her fucking mouth, talking about some, oh, um, I'm, I'm over it. Bitch, you, we, we, I wasn't even talking to you. Like, how you gonna say you done with this conversation? It's not even your conversation. Like, you, you the one watching outside the window, <laughs> being up top on the window and say, "Girl, enough." <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and then that's why you got checked. You got checked on, on site instantly. Talking about, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You weren't sorry when you said it. Per that shit was you, funny. Oh, you, 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 you were just, I, I'm just done with this. Um, 
well, bitch, I'm not done with you. Hello. And she should have went back to Lux and being like, and like I was saying, you were coming for me. You were out the way. It was very rude. And I'm checking you. And I can, I will check um, Mistress when she walk in the door. Like, it's nothing. Just don't disrespect me. Like, I like how that was yeah. her biggest point the whole time. Don't disrespect me. Yeah. And, and the fans, they sick. Stop sending Malaysia hate. Gorilla emojis. Grow the fuck up. Like, y'all are doing this over a TV show that we only getting 45 minutes of. Like, we're not even getting a full experience, and y'all still acting like this. Hello? Like, hello? I agree with you, um, Maya, in terms of, like, Malaysia was on that for me. The whole episode. The whole episode from the episode where she was like, girl, you're not finna bulldoze over me. Bitch, I wish, I wish, girl, there would be no way, there, there would be no way in hell them bitches would have got that uh, medal for me. But then <laughs> in Untucked, when Malaysia, and she then said she felt like, you know, she used the wrong type of terminology when it regards to Lux. Um, she said that, she said that in her, um, yeah, Iris Presley, she said that she shouldn't use the term bully. Um. I mean, I don't necessarily think it was a wrong term. I feel like bully has to be more like a consistent type of um, situation. But I do feel like that moment was very much mean girl, very much, oh, we're going to gang up and double down and whatever, whatever. Um, But I'm glad she addressed it and said, like, honestly, I didn't appreciate that vibe. But when Miss Marsha, 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 Marsha Marshalls decided that she wanted to... um, chime in and say that i'm imagine imagine she better be imagine you are talking you and you and your you and your sis that's why look at two black people talking you and your sis y'all just talking y'all getting it resolved y'all y'all talking through that here comes some random white bitch talking about oh i'm over it that's what eureka did to the vixen season 10 oh my god i I would black out. I would black out. <laughs> like, I'm so grateful that Malaysia was like, you will respect me in this moment. I don't know who raised you. I don't know what kind of barnyard you came from, but you do not interrupt people when they're simply having a conversation amongst themselves about a situation that they had with each other. You will respect this space and you're going to let me finish. She got into that ass and I'm happy she did it. And the, the, <laughs> the fans, quote unquote, they've been like this. They've been like this. This is back in when, back when Latrice was out there, they used to be putting like gorillas and monkeys and all types of stuff in the comments on Instagram. They used to the point that people would have to, um, what are they, uh, limit their comments? Like they've, the, these white fans have been horrible. They've been racist. It's kids. Who and, already and, know, already know as children. Right. Right. And then it's going to be five years from now. Oh, my gosh. I was back in high school. I didn't know that I could not say the N word and call people monkeys. Like, I've grown. I understand <sighs> black people now. Like, be serious. Be serious. Like, and I agree with what Maya said that I don't think that it's. It's um. What are y'all laughing at? Like, uh, I'll tell you in the post. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, I would say I agree with Maya with um. 
what y'all said, what you said is that I don't think it's a new thing. This season is like the worst of it. I feel like it's just been this way and that it's just been exposed over and over and over. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sorry. I'm looking at the comments for those who are listening. For those who are listening, and I'm looking at. It's like we're psychically chat. linked because all I did was this. <laughs> Y'all are so <laughs> messy. Oh my gosh. Oh my Atlanta. For those who are listening, they're being messy in the group chat. But I say all that to say, is this, this has been a thing. These white fans have been horrible calling people all types of racist, um, calling black queens all types of racist um, slurs and whatever behind whatever they're non-black. Because I'm not even going to say white because, and I'm a them white Brazilians. I'm not even. Get them. Get them. No. They were the first. They're the OGs of that shit. They're the OGs in the Drag Race fan. They are. All, all under Black Queen. Brazil. I can't. And, and then it's. And it's. Ka, 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 ka. That bitch. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to get. I'm not trying to do all of that, but y'all are the OGs of it. They learned it from y'all. They learned it from y'all. Like that whole tactic of bombarding black queens with them horrible, the throwing up emojis, the gorillas, the monkeys, the this and that and the third. It's been happening. It's been happening. And um, it's unfortunate that we're still in this place. It's ridiculous. Like... My thing with Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is this like, I, personally, what Malaysia did was tame. Because I grew up in a household where it wasn't okay. I don't agree with this, but I grew up in a household where a child stayed in a child's place. Grown Ooh. folks is talking. So it's like okay. they was having a conversation as two, as, as queens of color, they were having a conversation because I think Mistress was involved as well. So it's like they're having a conversation and then all of a sudden, so Mistress wasn't there. So it was two black queens having a conversation. And then Marsha, yeah. you're right, you're right. She was on the stage. So it was two black queens having a conversation. And then this white girl is going to be like, I'm just over this. The I don't want to about was, it anymore. I was crying. The fact that she was like, I'm sorry, 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 I'm sorry. Like, I literally balloon. I'm just like sitting up here and I'm like, the fact that she immediately, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's me. You probably wonder how I got in this situation. Mistress was the deer in headlights. The moment it left her mouth. No, not Mistress. Marsha, thank you. Mistress is on the stage. Marsha was a deer in headlights. So she knew. (laughs) She knew the moment those words left her lips. She was like, oh, God. (laughs) It's a special type of entitlement for you. (laughs) I'm sorry, Blue just said. I had to get that one off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my god, y'all make sure if y'all are listening to this, make sure to go watch the video because 
You don't even see what's being said, but you can just see our reaction. We can blow, blow you. I got like my nose is running. Like you can't do that. Like I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the listeners. Uh, we will continue. Moving well, two on. Things, two things to mind. It takes a high level of entitlement for you to just try to dead a conversation that you are not a part of, and. That is not even, she was like, I just wanted to reconcile at a certain point. We just needed like, they were not bucking if you muck it, if you will. Okay. Yeah. Like, calm conversation. It certainly was charged because they were, and, and I could see both sides. Malaysia, I feel like Mistress and Lux were being mean girls. I think they were playing, but they, I think we're also trying to intimidate the girls and use their collective power. I've seen it happen. I've been caught up in those kind of games. You, you really end up kind of accidentally making someone feel like you're trying to really push them into corner. I don't think they meant to, but they got caught up in the kiki of it. They got overly familiar in a competition at the end yep. of the day. Like, and yep. Malaysia's not here to be y'all's friend. And so that's that's really what happened. I've seen it happen before. Okay. But, and I can also understand Lux, Lux's side being like, okay, but you were pushing back too. Don't call me a bully. Like, that's not really what was, I, you know, it was actually a very balanced and mature conversation. And then Marcia was going to just be like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, y'all be quiet. Regresa la cocina. Like, go back to the kitchen. I'm done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. Like, she would have popped right off at Marcia and been like, who are you to tell me to stop talking? Number one. And Bray is absolutely correct. That's the big fight between Vixen and Eureka is because Eureka told Vixen that she was done hearing about it, that she didn't want to hear but, about it no more. And that is a it, level But it's of, the same thing because Mo Hart and the Vixen were just having a conversation as Black sisters, and Eureka was upset that she wasn't included. So she was like, I'm tired of hearing y'all talk. I'm, I'm going to go smoke. I'm going to go take a cigarette. And like, that is a, that is such a power move to, to shut someone up to like take their voice to like stop them from communicating like that to me was wild and the fact that that all played out and it's Malaysia that is getting hey, that it, you know what I'm saying when Marsha 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 was clearly in the wrong I'm glad she immediately apologized she was terrified she knew she got the wrong one on the right day because Malaysia says Scoop. Let me tell you something. Don't, don't <laughs> ever disrespect me again. Don't you ever. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. And so to me, it just is such a wild level of entitlement. Like, how have you navigated this world that you see two adults, two Black women having a conversation, two Black queer femmes having a conversation about something that happened in between them, and you are literally going to open your mouth just to say you don't want to hear about it? Oh, okay. You don't want to hear about how Malaysia felt. But, but we're missing one big thing that Malaysia said. Wait, wait, wait. Maya was speaking. Let Maya go. Let Maya go. I was like, that's why I think drag race is like so weird. Like their fans are weird. Like I could literally be like on drag race Twitter and like scroll and see like the Chandler versus Mimi. And the girl's like, this is so iconic. Chandler is like shouting, throwing a drink. They're like, oh, I'll live for this. Then I scroll down. They like, oh, this this beast is cussing out Marsha. Like, how dare she? I'm going. And I'm like, is this the same Twitter user? And you can literally search through their tweets. That's the thing. I'm like, how are we like praising this? This and then like this is the same show. They give you the same level of entertainment. It this this is like they're reaching their target audience, but y'all like taking it the wrong way. I don't. Them girls. 
Season four, them girls ripped Serena and Cha-Cha apart, and everybody knows everything in that untucked. Everybody knows they ripped Mimi I'm First apart in that All-Star season one. Everybody knows that those quotes by heart, because we're like, this is entertaining. But then, number, number third in the... I could not believe, but it's like, people will see that as entertaining and they're like, why isn't the show good anymore? And I'm like, it's because y'all literally made it so that the Queens can't even be authentic anymore. They're always having to Mm -hmm. self edit. And then when they are authentic, you're like, y'all are so you're awful. And it's like, what? This is a human being having a human reaction to something that somebody said to them as disrespectful. And I feel like we're not even... One thing that Mistress said that released... Not, not Mistress. I keep... Malaysia. It's Malaysia, Marsha, and Mistress. It's the M names. They're getting me. But one thing that Malaysia said to Marsha is that she was like, why would you say that? She was like, when you came in here and you was crying to us about they don't understand my makeup. She was like, we held space for you. And then she, she was like, I didn't tell you that I was sick of hearing it. Sick and sick of hearing it. She's like, I let you get it out. She was like, I'm not even talking to you right now, and you're telling me that you're tired of what I'm saying. And I, it's literally, I've held space for you. I listened mm-hmm. to you, and I didn't have to because this is the judges have told you multiple times that your makeup was not it. Multiple times that you, they told you tonight that your makeup was not it, and you're still safe. Okay. So it's like exactly, but it's like they've. They told you this stuff multiple times, and every time I hold space for you because I'm trying to be a good sister. But then when it's my turn, and I'm not even coming to you and saying, am I wrong? I'm having a conversation with who I feel is the offender in this situation. We're having a conversation as two adults. It has nothing to do with you. And you don't want to hear it, so you're going to tell me, I'm just, I'm over it. Let's move on. I would, I'm telling you right now, it takes a lot to get me mad. I feel like, as Ann said, or I think it was Blue, I would probably black out in that situation. I would have said all kinds of cuss words, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They probably had that heartbeat, doom, doom, fade to black, doom, yeah. doom, fade to black. Come back, Marsha, first of all, like, because <laughs> like, it's like, for me, it's like, I feel like as black people, we have to do that in so many different settings where it's like, no matter what, it's like you're whether it's coworkers, acquaintances, people, other creatives you have to collab with, just random strangers on the internet. We are always having to coddle our white counterparts. But then when it comes to us, and I feel like here's my thing. I feel like black people, they talk about oh, black people can tolerate more pain. I don't believe that. I think that we're just under constant stress. And so it's like we're dealing mm. with like real shit in this country and with the world because the whole entire world is anti-black. And then when we are like, I got to get this out because I feel like I'm going to explode. Then it's like, stop being a baby. But I just in a listen place to you of compl- so-called sisterhood. Sorry to interrupt like, you, but to your yeah. point, right? No, go like ahead. In, in the space of sisterhood, there's not even that outlet, right? Like, it's like, okay, well, I'm just supposed to sit here and hold space for you, but you won't even let us. It was like the fear of the confrontation made Marsha You couldn't like even shit. stand on it. Yeah. You couldn't even stand on it. Because it, it was totally out of pocket. But that's like the perception of like the white perception of black people just being overly aggressive. Like when you see two black Hello? people just having a conversation going back and forth. Yeah, there was shade. Yeah, there was energy or whatever. But they were never going to like 
throw down. Like it was never going to be, it was never going to escalate more than that. They were just going to be like, it was just going to be what it was. And when white people view black people as overly aggressive, they always try to like, try to like shut down the situation before they, it gets to a place where they perceive that it can go. But it was never going there. It's literally just the both of them expressing themselves and how they felt. And then it was just going to move on from that. But for her to just be like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make myself the authority and say that I'm over it. Wow. Wow. How very, how very pretentious, like how very strange that you feel like, and this is not far off from the things that I've heard in the streets, but you know, whatever, moving on. Um, exactly how no, but how like, dare you like i don't yeah how do you how do you feel so comfortable to just say fuck your feelings i'm done hearing about it and yeah and then she, moment, she ended up of course she has of course she has and of course marcia malaysia got into her ass so freaking bad mama said i am so sorry I am so sorry that I even <laughs> right then and there, like she didn't even realize, like covering blood, like girl, <laughs> like it was really, it was really about to be real bad for you. But like that's a life lesson. Like maybe you should just sometimes sit back and just let shit happen. Like Brooklyn, like Brooklyn High season eleven, when them girls was going at each other, Brooklyn just sat back in that chair like. <laughs> And let it ride. And I like, like, my mother, that comes, keep quiet. Okay. Okay. Brooklyn has been in the pageants. Brooklyn has been in the in the clubs. Brooklyn has been in the gigs. Oh, like, they be fine at those pageants, please. Okay. And there's a level of mind your business that young Marsha does not have. She, I'm telling you, that was a. I could not. I could not believe it. I said, you're just gonna cut Malaysia off. Because you don't want to hear it anymore. It, what does that have to do with anything? You wasn't even a part of the conversation. And also, hot take, unpopular opinion. I don't care. She's not wearing enough makeup for stage. Like there's no keep defeating her. Like, oh, she she has blush now and a little bit of mascara and eyeliner. I'm like, this is not drag makeup. Maybe I, don't know I would wear that look to brunch. Be serious. How does Gigi good? How does Gigi Good have more makeup than you? How does Gigi Good have more makeup than you? That's the Wait, like what? <laughs> like, you sit in there. What you need to be doing is in that mirror practicing that mug. What you need to okay. be doing is that of being worried about being shady. I'm like, there's okay. mirrors right over there. You complaining? Why don't you go practice? There's mirrors right over there. If you were truly trying to help situation, why not try to be a moderator? Why not try to like be like ladies? Let's let's like meet here in the middle. You was like, girl, shut the fuck up, huh? But the conversation didn't even need a mediator. They were they were talking it working out. Staying in the child's place. It would have been resolved. Honestly, like no, I was just gonna say like, but it's like if the roles were reversed. If Marsha was talking about her makeup and Malaysia said to her, girl, I'm over this. I don't want to hear about this right now. The stands would have gone ballistic. They would have been like, how dare you? She is clearly having a heartfelt moment because the judges are trying to break her psyche just like they did with Jan. And you were over here trivializing this. How dare you? Like, they, <laughs> they would I have. I literally saw someone say that they're trying to break her 
like Jan. Literally, that that's is why I'm I, like, said I don't it. think that's true. I think she's not wearing enough. She's not wearing makeup. Like it's she looked like Ginger Minj. Y'all remember in All Stars two when we couldn't see Ginger Minj's light up costume? Right. Like what's like, that? You know when people get sick and they kind of yellow around their eyes. White people get sick and they kind of yellow around their eyes sometimes. Like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like people are like this. Like, oh my gosh, what disease do you have? We need to get you to the ER. That's what her makeup has looked like this last week. It's That's exactly jaundice. what it is. Thank you. It's jaundice. That's exactly what she looked like this past week. And I literally was like, y'all are gonna say, and that's my thing. Like these. Uh, Asia, Asia Harris said to us when we went, um, this was during season 10, during her season, and she would do, um, she would host live viewings. And she asked the room, I will never forget this. She said, raise your hand if you are a fan of Drag Race. The whole room raised their hands. She said, now raise your room if, you, no, she said, raise your hand if you are a fan of drag. And half the room put their hands down. And I literally was like, what? And she was like, that's the problem. She was like, you can't just be a fan of Drag Race. You need to be a fan of actual drag, a fan of these actual queens. And I literally was just like, that's how these stands are. They don't care about drag. They just, they're just being entertained. This is just entertainment. Because how can you look at Marsha's makeup and say, this is a full mug, full beat? Full gauge and like saying like even in the right like they I think that I think the critique was for both it was like you need more makeup but that challenge was also such a light beat and you are you are, you can literally get more makeup on your face on a high school production of Singing in the Rain oh, than you would what Marsha is given. Like, I'm sorry, that is not enough makeup for the lights. Just from what we see is HD up close. These judges, first of all, all of them are old. Yeah. They are sitting far from the stage at an angle. You are under lights. Like, what we see as the viewer versus what is being seen in that room is not the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so she, and, and you can just see she is not wearing enough makeup. Mm -hmm. It's too light. She is given an Ariana Grande realness, and and I get it. Like I really felt when Aja said, "Remember when Aja joined us?" And she's like, "I see a future trans angel baby." Yes, there. yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like she gives woman. She gives I and I am woman, and so like yes, but for this competition, that is not enough makeup. It's not enough. Because mm -hmm. but even within like. Like you said, because somebody mentioned Aquaria, I think, in the last space. And it's like Aquaria very gives like that softness with her drag. She has where sometimes on. it gets into like androgyny, but she has makeup on. Like you said, Blue, she has makeup on. You can still give that soft femme while having a full face of makeup. Like, and hello, Sasha Kobe is right there, a full woman. You see that fucking face? You see, you see Sasha Hell, Kobe in, in the parking Carrie lot. Kobe you can see her face in the parking lot. Hello? Carrie Kobe last season. I even know. Just do a quick Google on, just Google Aquaria. And Aquaria is giving you high makeup in the eyes. Remember, she multiple times had glitter in her, like, she, it wasn't just a soft beat that right. even Valentina. that is not actually. 
And Valentina as well gives. A, Valentina had. I love Valentina's eyebrows. They are so unique. And everybody started doing that shit. Okay, and so even the, but that's the thing. The girls who are doing soft beats are doing it with a ample amount of makeup. Yeah, she is yep. not, and that's and that is okay to say because at the end of the day, no one is calling the child ugly. No, and people are saying you just, you're not wearing enough makeup. And that is true. That, that is the, do y'all know how clear of a critique that is? You are being told put more makeup on. Jax is being told you stood out too much. But it's like I'll I'll say this and I'll be done. Red lip and go. Like No, so but it's like I was gonna say I'll say this and I'll be done. At the beginning of the season, Heidi and Closet commented on the first episode when they commented on Mar- Marsha's mug. Heidi was like, what's the difference between my critique and her critique? Y'all lived for me getting red and y'all are defending her for her. She's like, what's the difference? And people are like, well, your mug was ugly. You looked horrendous. And Nicki Minaj read you, so it was iconic. Marsha, her makeup, this is her signature look. They knew what she looked like. This is fine. And it's like, but they're critiquing it. So In that challenge, she looked hideous. With that blue eyeshadow on, I understand she was supposed to be old, but she looked horrendous with that blue eyeshadow on. Like Ellen with a wig on, I just didn't like old lady. I got are y'all talking about Heidi? No, are y'all talking about Heidi? Marsha in the in the challenge. Like, we need to snap back to reality. Oh, there goes rabbit. Whatever, it just gets anti-black. It just gives anti-black because it's like y'all are y'all just said to Heidi's face, your makeup is ugly, hers is fine. That's why we're defending her and we're not defending you. It's like, but it doesn't matter what you think. These are the judges who are telling her they don't like her makeup. So if they're telling her that she needs to change it for the competition, or they're gonna send her ass home. Dusty Ray Bottoms literally was out here, had her whole signature look, and Michelle Visage was like, I don't want to see these dots again. Take that shit off. And yeah, Dusty did that. it. So it's like, I don't understand. There's been multiple queens throughout the seasons that y'all have lived for, like, them getting dragged for their looks. But now that it's like, I gotta say, I gotta give Selena and Titties her props because they was getting on her ass, apparently, because she deleted the tweet. But she said... Whoever voted for Harry Styles' album for album of the year probably only likes white twinks on Drag Race. And these stands got her. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it to you because that is real. (laughs) That is very real. I think Selena's been listening to us. I think she's been listening to Chop Block and was like, you know what? I am doing a little extra. <laughs> yeah, she was in the audience too. Blue, she was in the audience too for a minute. Yes, Miss was there. When? Well, on Friday? Friday night. Oh, I know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we talked about the BBL fish. The, 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 the topper chop. She wanted to see fish. Oh, yeah. You were there. You were there on this Friday. I'm confused. So, what? Yeah. And I'm, we soft topped it. Everybody else said it was a serve. Ciao. And that's no shade to her. That's no shade to her. We said it while she was there, but I just felt like it is the best she's looked. It is. Yeah, she looked great. But I just felt like the audience was like, "Well, she's here, so let's be nice." I'm like, "Y'all didn't even tell the truth. Shame the devil." I would rather that when 
in our in our past instances where it was like the switch of oh she's here or oh her team is here now let's actually be mean i would rather y'all be be nice oh yeah (laughs) chop block past chop block lore lore, no couldn't be me well i could be i actually i can put on my little like nine to five fake a yuck y'all heard it <laughs> Alexis lives for like she calls it my radio voice. She lives for when I'm I don't know, my radio personality when I'm like, oh yes. She once caught me on here talking about how much I love the South. <laughs> this man was like, Well, I love it. I was like, the South yes, the has, South will rise again. Has Come some on, merits. Man. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Hold well friends i think this brings us to maybe a natural point of transitioning where the street lights have come on it is time to wrap up i'm going to check in with all of you any final thoughts any last messages um before we all head back to our perspective things um let me just say this now we'll get to Potomac next week, but Robin Dixon, <laughs> get her out of here, get her off. <laughs> you know, I'll leave y'all. With get this. her out of here. Twitter, I really enjoyed it. Fire, no, what was it? Heat, demote, fire, demote, right? <laughs> at the very least. Uh, so, okay, so heat, demote, fire. Mia, Giselle, Robin, demote, Robin. <laughs> Who's it? Keep keep the fire, Mia Giselle Robin. Demote Robin fire Mia keep Giselle, I guess for I mean, me. Like, I, I just think Yeah. I just think Mia is a mess. My my issue with Mia is she's plenty of plot line, but it's never based in reality. And so it's it just feels like more of a waste of time. I think Robin has actually the, the gag of everything is y'all Robin has had a storyline this whole time, but she's just been hiding it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I think she should be demoted because other counterparts, her colleagues and other housewives franchises have been demoted for the same thing. And if Bravo and Andy want to beat the colorist charges, they need to get to demoting. And I think they need to demote her. And, and I think Giselle and her need a strong warning and because they actually start recording on the 13th of this month they're they're coming back and so it needs to be very clear up front in the first few episodes or whatever how they edit it like you need to be addressing this or you will be faded out and it's a wrap because it's just what are we watching here and they're trying to set everybody up and so i i i agree that i'm done with robin and if they fire her i could get behind it but mia is like actually a waste of time like because she's just a liar like whole, oh my gosh there's so much we can talk about but even the whole like i want to eat your box i love how wendy handled that wendy was like you wanted this godiva mia you said to me uh, you wanted to eat my box and everyone's like oh she did say that and then it was Another like lie that this was caught in like Stop but you know what i'm saying lying. and so that's my that's my quick that, that's my quick beat on potomac is Mia just is she's she has no credibility and so how can you how, like how can you even take her serious anything she says to you child, that's why Wendy is not even paying her no attention it's like Mia I did not say that you said you want oh, you, you want to eat my box period and that's that's my demo heat 
fire. I <laughs> agree. Her video release party, music, all the things. Is she the one who sang live at the Watch What Happens Live con? Yes. Yeah. Candy Candy has um has has climbed <laughs> in my rankings. Mm-hmm. I heard that Candace. performance of Candace. It was well, but you know, you probably heard it "Coffee was, and Love" by Ashley Darby, which is trash. Okay, do that, whoever much. it was was in a cat suit, but it was giving "Flatline" by one Portia Williams. Y'all have to be watching this on YouTube. I'm so sorry. I get it. If you're a podcast girly, good for you. The audio, the in the ears, you probably off the train. You probably you probably live a very busy life, and I can understand that. But you are you are getting a fraction of the story. You you're are only you getting, are getting half of the story. Just like for the people fine. who don't come back to Untuck because Todrick is in the way, you're only getting half the story. You want more clear? Okay. Subscribe, okay? To the last Yeah, the last thing that I will say, so one of my mutuals just tweeted this and I said this earlier, but they said it better. And I was like, I just said this to my friends, what the fuck? But they said the defemsculation of the black they them. And I need the defemsculation of the he they's in particular to end because mm-hmm. as i said earlier it feels like people sometimes just moving into a space so that they can talk over other people mm. so be authentically yourself don't adopt identities that aren't yours just because you want to be oppressed um and Leave the black drag queens alone. And also Harry Styles. I'm in your house walls. Not your walls, but your house's walls. Yeah. Would you beat those allegations, Brett? (laughs) (laughs) It's a preference. It's a preference. (laughs) On that note... Maya, Blue, any final statements? Nope. Y'all have a good week. You know, hopefully everyone secures their Beyonce tickets. I have faith that we will all be able to see her um, on this here tour, whether it's in North America or Europe or wherever she happens to be in the world. She's going to South Africa. Yeah. So good luck to everybody. Um, have a great week um, or rest of your week because you'll be listening to this midweek. Um, yeah. And yeah, be blessed. Be who you are for your pride. Don't hide. For your pride, don't hide. Be who you are for your pride. For your pride. Don't Come on, folks. Come on, vocals. And I would just say, um, you know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow the Her. speakers on all socials. You know, and we take tips Her. as well. You know, don't be afraid to. Yeah. Tip your girl. Okay. Put the cash tag in the YouTube channel. We go it's going to be in the description. We go live on Friday after the episode. Um, you know, so tune in. 
but yes, open the open the purse. Okay. Um, also, like, make sure you follow us and add us on wherever you listen to podcasts, like the Spotify's mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So when the episode drops, you just have it in your ear. You ain't even gotta look for it. Like, we just gonna start talking, and you'll be like, "Oh my gosh, that's a chop block!" Period. So please, so please, just go ahead and like, comment, subscribe. There. And yeah. hit the notification Shit. bell. Never forget to hit the notification bell because if you don't, you could sometimes be subscribed to us, and we'll release new videos, and you'll never know because of the algorithm. Because of the algorithm, so make sure that you hit that bell so you can stay updated on all things Chop Block. Bring your body, come and make me We're gonna have to find <laughs> something else. <laughs> Sometimes I wanna kick it. Sometimes I need a laugh. They say this life wouldn't be easy, but they don't know the half. We all have our opinions.